Hey everybody, welcome to Vidya Game Apocalypse, episode 53. I've begun my standard introduction, so Chris can laugh at me now. My yeah, name why is... Why do you laugh every time? Because <laughs> yeah. well, he takes, he claps, takes a deep breath. Hey everybody. <laughs> we all everybody. have our little rituals to prepare for starting a show. I, I expect a, a, just a giant bellow, a crow from the mountaintops, and then it's always like, Hey, welcome to Vegas Game Apocalypse. Not well, necessarily Nathan Explosion. I guess it's funny because it's such a contrast with Laser Time, where like mm-hmm. we're sitting here talking for 20 minutes, and, and then Chris <laughs> finally introduces us, and I'm like, Oh, this is the show? Yes. <laughs> Every, oh, we started? Every once in a while, I will delete, Are We Recording? <laughs> From the opening of Blazers Time. Because I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm your host, Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are, of course... Chris Antista. And... Tyler Wilde. And... Ann Lewis. All right. That's my real name. Let's do a show, guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You convinced me. Okay. It's a great week for video games. It really is. Feeling really good about... First first Mm. really big week Mm. in a while, I think. Um... We've got we've got fucking Castlevania coming out, yeah. First Castlevania since the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, plants, <laughs> really? Plants versus uh, dead person uh, garden fight. But I'm coming off like I, I'm not, I don't even want to go into all of the reasons why I just saw an amazing game. Thank you, private you? person. I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Private I, person, public private eye. Person. I'm enjoying the crap out of Strider. Uh, Titanfall, I played a ton of, reinvested my relationship with not only shooters, but AAA games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Bravely Default. Uh, Bradley Default, I cannot wait to oh. dig more into. I, I don't know, just well, you like, can talk about it then in our second half, having, along, along with Thief, which is also out this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. But just like a renaissance in like every area of gaming is what I'm feeling right now. Hooray. Mm. Yay. Hooray. It's time to be Hooray. excited about games again. Yeah. And with that in mind, let's launch into our top five for this week, mm-hmm. which, uh, apropos of nothing other than that it is a beautiful topic that I hope we can wring at least a conversation out of. It's games where success restores the environment, specifically restores color to the environment, makes it bloom. Uh, I, I'd give you some examples, but that's what the segment's yeah, about. I know. All I want to do is is yell out One examples when you read the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realize I'm just stepping on all of your <laughs> entries. So, number five. Number five. You don't, guess? you don't really need to adjust the sound there because her chatter is really difficult to hear no matter what. Mm. Yeah, is take it, a guess. Is it pop? It's pop, 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 pop eight. Yeah, pop, pop eight. Pop eight, I think the kids call Prince it. Prince of Persia, 2008. And when they tried and failed to reboot the series. It's a game not a lot of people really... Was it? A, not a lot of people had issues with it. I thought it was. It was amazing. Beautiful. I love that game. I love everything about well, the it. The issue most people had the with story. it is, yeah, but this isn't yeah. a continuation of the same story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know that's understandable. I like the original nope. story about a, <laughs> a no, pixel guy who jumps over 
Yeah, Spike me too. I mean, there were, I, I really had well a couple animated. issues with it, too. Mm, I don't you know. couldn't die. I, I think that was That's my true. biggest issue with the game. That, that was like a lot of people's issue with the but game. I, was, still, I still actually really enjoyed I it. Thought it was so, I, for, I felt bad for enjoying it. For those it who never played it, which I'm guessing is a lot. I mean, this was a, a cell-shaded, very <laughs> colorful <laughs> Prince of Persia. The prince, uh, played by Nathan Drake. Uh, Nathan Drake. Yes, this is his actual <laughs> I'm name. Just a prince. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm smarmy. <laughs> he was, was very scary. <laughs> he was very smarmy. Shit, what's his name? I'm blanking on it. Nolan North. Nolan, Nolan North. North. Thank you. Nolan North when he was in the middle of his barnstorm of protagonists where That's he right. was uh, playing where everybody in every game. Mm-hmm. Had that great line in Shadow Complex where he says, I'm everyone I'm and everyone. no one. See you next year, Sonic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't come to But play. Yeah, so Nolan North is, is the prince and uh, followed around, actually following around a girl named Elika who's some sort of magical princess, but every time magical you girl. every time you die or fall, she always steps in to save you. So like you you fall off a cliff, you yes. get a brief cutscene of like her hand uh, so just reaching down, grabbing you and, and tossing that you. Cannot back up. still be an issue because wow. all I, I require I in games is quick restarts. Mm-hmm. So I don't need pit death, and I don't need a game over, and I don't need a continue screen. Well, I recognize it was 2008, mm-hmm. so roughly what six years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It was kind of ahead of its time in like how fast it yeah. kept you playing, and I it's mean, a uh-huh. great platformer. I think yeah. the realization that whether or not you call it a death state or a fail state doesn't matter, um, no, because a lot of time, a lot of games, the fail state is the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you would call mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy hard because is it because you die a lot or because of the fail state? No, because it puts you right back, you know, where you were 10 seconds ago. Well, I mean, the thing with Prince of Persia games that, that made this particular thing an issue for me when I first played it when it came out was they were always pretty punishing. Like, the Prince of Persia yeah. games were not meant to be easy, and, and this sort of added... Uh, an e- a really easy element, but I mean the mm-hmm. the wall running was super super cool. All of the those really artistic moves. They were. I like yeah. to chain orbs while I'm basically scaling sixteen col- size coliseum yeah. areas. That was amazing, and it, it has looked really cool. Like, and I love sand the Sands of Time trilogy. I really do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's allowed to be something separate, and this was more colorful. And I think my biggest problem was that the game was never finished. The DLC oh, that's right. it had a DLC it ending, had, and that, that was a market DLC, concern. Which, which kind of, I mean... That was the first DLC ending controversy that I remember, yeah. where it's like, oh, you're selling the rest of the game after you already sold the game? But I think well, was that, that we, before Tomb Raider Underworld? I say that in that yes. voice, yeah. but it was totally a legitimate complaint. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, it absolutely no, is. Yeah. Give us a good ending the first time, don't that sell us the Alan good Wake ending. That was another really big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like well, well they they, the end is three free. pieces yeah. of DLC <laughs> and a, and an add-on game. But I think that the big thing with, with Pop Two Thousand Eight was they ended it expecting to make another one. Yes, mm. and, yeah. and that didn't happen. That never happened. That's a shame. Yeah, that's we, really got, we got Forgotten Sands. That's a fair was, excuse for the DLC. It's like here's something and not nothing. Yeah, but the game as it relates to the the topic, right? Yes, is you're you're going around in this huge vast world that is like it's polluted, it's deserty, it's just ruined, and so you're you're trying to find. Do you remember the what it was? Fertile grounds. Fertile grounds yeah. and and reactivate them. Mm-hmm. I you think, have to restore them in order to mm. keep Aramon, who's play it, play the it. evil's. Yeah, let's let's play oh, okay. it. Okay. Was that? How did you? Hey. 
looks like it. The fertile ground is pure now. It will stop Araman using its energy. So he's trapped. No. We must heal the other fertile grounds. If I remember right, there are like eight, and you can kind of go about them in, in any, any order. order you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it eight was or six or so, some something like super that. Super neat. Because really if you look at the whole thing, you, you're, I think there's even like a spire. You're standing in the middle, like Disneyland. You can go mm -hmm. in five, four or five directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If Aramon were. Sauron, I would think that's yeah. a deleted scene from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> Wasn't Aramon also the villain in like the uh, Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands game, or is that somebody else? Maybe. Uh, was uh, Forgotten Sands the real emo one? I can't Kickle Cubicle. Forgotten Sands was the one. Forgotten Kickle Sands Cubicle. Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Forgotten uh, Sands was the one where the character looked sort of like a, a cross between Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Eric okay. Stoltz in Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Now I know which one. Yeah, the <laughs> so one I wrote a strategy guide for. I, I, I totally forgot I played this game. It was really good. It's yeah. really good. It's it totally was, worth. I mean, it got it got. I, I it really enjoyed it, but it mm -hmm. did get kind of raked over the coals for a few different reasons. I know, I will but say, they're all reasons like. Maybe that's not the deal, Sandy. But like, none of that matters now. It's four dollars. I'll play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's seriously. I would absolutely say play it. Some of the platforming mm -hmm. isn't great. Element they're working on the ending. Like, there were definitely times in this game where I did, and you probably will go. I pressed the goddamn button. Yo, I pressed yeah. the well, goddamn button. Why didn't he grab onto that? I'm so mad. See, but I, it's I, not I, like it throws. But then Elica just tosses you back. In the yeah, but I still think are, so. I still think that is a needless complaint. But I do remember people complaining about was the combat when you finally got to a boss. It was kind of one timed button that press. That was very interesting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You just kind of had to jump. I think you had to jump over most of them, and mm -hmm. then she helped you with that. Well, there was yeah. a lot of timed press yeah. platforming, too, if mm -hmm. I recall, where it's like hit this, hit this, hit this, yeah. pre press mm -hmm. the buttons in a rhythmic way. That well, made me frustrated, but. And I think Elika, with, with her rescuing you, um, part of the issue there was like that was replacing the sands of time as a game mechanic. Yes. And yeah. that was something that, like, you actually had to, like, work it required some work. Sand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had to work to get the sand. You had control over, like, how far back you went. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then it's like, but well, we're just automating it. Yeah, it was just yeah. more engaging yeah, and interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Elika <laughs> was, like, an okay character, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I missed Farah and the Prince. Well, Farah was in the game, sort of. Yeah. That was his donkey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I actually started playing that one with the downloadable uh, Prince and Farah skins for, for oh, the really? Prince and Elica. Yeah. Aww. Too bad there was no ostrich race because yeah. it could have been higher. Yeah. I, I, I will yeah. say though, talking about this reminds me how much I miss uh, wall running in Prince of Persia since yeah. Assassin's Creed took over that niche at Ubisoft. Basically, mm -hmm. the same engine, uh, Anvil. They, they both run on Anvil. Which Forgotten Sands or I, I think hot. initially they were running on the same. I don't engine, actually know the yeah. answer to that. Yeah. But if they, if I'm just saying, if they were to add you know horizontal wall running mm -hmm. to Assassin's Creed, that might you know be a big bonus for a lot of players. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, so... That's and jetpacks with a double jump and make, <laughs> make Assassin's Creed Titanfall. Yeah, just make Leonardo design a jetpack. Why not? First person, I get to ride a robot. Yeah, it's Assassin's instead Creed. Of instead of restoring a land at the yep. end, I get to see a, a, a scorecard. Yeah, this mm -hmm. whole this whole uh, Assassin's Creed future thing is mm -hmm. is strange. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> hey, Ubisoft has that possibility that they can prove every single game they've ever made was in the Animus. The entire time. Oh, that's true. It's true. Just saying. It's a, good, it's a good cop out for the last game. <laughs> <laughs> last game you ever made. Um, yeah. Just saying. Pass it along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Actually, uh, oh shit, what's that book? Cloud, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas version <laughs> of Assassin's Creed would kind of kick ass, but Ooh. hey, I'm just saying, Ubisoft, Ooh. if you're listening, oh, hey, I got ideas too. I got Full ideas too. Brimming with ideas, and I, and I know that. So all does it, everyone who's ever written us an email. Exactly, I know. I know or that all it takes to make a good Dear game Ubisoft, is Ubisoft. Here's my hometown. Please make an Assassin's right. Creed about it. And I know all it takes to make a great game is to throw out like a ten word pitch and then. Brilliant, right? Yeah. You guys can make a great game out yeah, of that. The world is actually filled with nothing but Don Drapers and <laughs> six people actually do things. Yes. Because mm-hmm. executing is so easy. Yeah. Well, what is it like talking to the Rockstar PR guys years ago? Like, they told me, like, yeah, ev- all the time we get letters from kids who are like, uh, here's $60 and a map of my hometown. Could you please make a Grand Theft Auto about it? Because that would really please me and me alone. Uh-huh. And like just the, the lack of understanding, like, no, 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 $60 does not pay for the amount of money hey, it takes to make a game. Ubisoft already made a game set in San Francisco, and it's not driver. terrible. Driver. I actually like the Driver's Driver amazing. series, so I love Driver. Fuck right That's off. a great game. Driver San Francisco? Driver San Francisco is awesome. I reviewed that game mm-hmm. when I worked at PSOM. Which Whose building was in Driver? What do you mean? Ours? <laughs> the future building is totally is in drive. It yeah. is? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Huh. It no, totally is. So is ours if you south. go head down towards the Umbrella. Oh, it is? Yeah, oh, yeah your building better be there. Yeah. I mean, it would only mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we've lost interest in Prince of Persia. Oh, so, right. pop, pop. It's beautiful. Number four. These sounds we're playing at the beginning are all the, the transformation sounds as, as the landscape takes on new colors and dimensions. So any, any guesses what this is? I think I know what it is, so I can't uh, guess. Saboteur. I don't know. Oh, yes. Oh, I got it. Which That's my key. Time to leg it. Which I only Worst Irish like accent ever. Minutes. Can we have like a moment? To, to consider that's the first time I've guessed a top five mm. entry. That was really... You, <laughs> and know the game. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get, like, most of the rest of them. Let's this have is a, rare. A moment of violence. Let's have a moment of violence. I didn't know what you were talking about, because you threw me a couple of entries that you were doing, and I thought, environmental games. And I'm like, well, you should talk about Dust Force, because you clean up dirt. Hmm. And now I know I'm wrong. Yeah, not really. But Dust Force is awesome yeah. and out now. But Saboteur does change the color. It's Thank black you. and white under... Uh, Nazi rule. Yeah, and it's really striking black and white, too. It's like black and white with really deep, dark shadows and bright reds. So I guess context, people haven't played it. You're in France under Nazi yeah. rule and in, you're liberating. In, in Paris, yeah. <laughs> and But th- this, like, this is what sold me on the idea like a year before it came out was the, the, the whole thing that like it's in black and white and then as you liberate parts of Paris from Nazi rule color returns hmm. to the environment and it becomes like it's, reds it's, and browns and yeah, it's white it's, it's dark mainly white dark rainy and super stark <laughs> under the nazis and it, it looks like sin city but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe with a few more grays and then yeah you liberate it and it becomes sunny and bright and there's colors and because the sky the world is blue without nazis is a bright world yes yeah. It's actually not a metaphor. The Nazis had a <laughs> black had and white machines. generator and a weather machine uh, <laughs> that caused this. Yeah. I, I really, I really love that that idea mm. of metaphor that like we're bringing life back by exterminating fascism. Mm. And then there was it's it's really weird though. Like if you're driving around and you're on the border of an area that is like free and. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the, the next one is Nazi ruled. Like it's just like you're standing in color, and then a few feet away, it's black and white, and you can boom right back in Pleasantville. Yeah, park your car in between yeah. the cars, half black and it's white. Like, sorry, this part of the street's fascist. You're going to have to <laughs> yeah, exactly. ask you to move over there if you're going to do anything like... Uh, Look, Mom, I'm standing in fascism and freedom. Fascism and freedom. Hey, 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 hey. If you're going to wear that yarmulke, you need to stand over there where it's colorful. Okay? I'm on the left bank. I'm on the right bank. Yeah. Make whiskey drink? I drink a drink. No, that was totally the, uh, the rhythm you were going for. Mm-hmm. No, I was... Going from on the east bank, I'm on the west bank no, from Robin Hood Minutes. I I got it. Thank you. I, I did. I drink it. Ah! That's my cue. Time to leg it. Time to leg it. Time Time to leg leg it. Oh, I'm Irish. Robin Atkins Downs. Please enjoy my brood. <laughs> Bro, to, to be fair, he's, he's not as gruesome as uh, Steve Blum's French accent, which I don't have, but mm. um, is terrible. Should have to take my word. Probably the other one. Um, yeah, Saboteur. It's one of those games I always meant to play and know I'll never get to. It's Sadly. it's fun. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's a solid seven point five eight out of ten. I almost, like Charlie has fun things to say about it. Yeah. I know I, it's a game. Charlie. I really liked it. I th- mm-hmm. I think it's sort of problematic, but it's like it's World War Two GTA, and you get to climb buildings, and there's tons of shit to blow up. Like it should be the perfect game for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little little bit flawed. But uh, it just just the act of returning color to the landscape by going through missions where you blow up Nazi shit. Yeah. Like here's this propaganda tower. Uh, go sneak in and put some explosives on it, and then you get that big gratifying. And, and you, you see, like, like the the shockwaves from the explosion carry color with them. Mm. Like, color radiates out from the side of the explosion, and then it just washes over everything, and I, it's beautiful. I feel like this is one of those games that I should have played a lot more than I did, and I don't know why I stopped playing. Like, I think it came out at a point where I was just in school, so I... Sh- I, I was in college, so I obviously huh. should have had way more time yeah. to play games, but I don't know why I, I put it down and stopped playing. I think I think it, it also upset me a bit. Just I, I've complained about this before, but the very loose take on history where mm-hmm. uh, World War II was started when a German race car driver invaded France. Played by Paul Newman, which, right? Which it, it is, <laughs> France is just entirely made up of Paris and a couple of outlying suburbs. Uh, Sounds about right. uh, Yeah, just they didn't have an army apparently and weren't ready for war. (laughs) And it hadn't been raging for like a year beforehand. Mm. I want to be as righteous as you, but I do not know that didn't happen during World War II. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yes, everybody loathes Dircher, the race car driver who started World War II. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when, like, Churchill and him were in a dogfight mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the, uh, I don't know, Bering Strait, let's yeah. say. They were doing uh, they were doing bur- they were doing donuts in Archduke Ferdinand's lawn. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing. Like Churchill apparently doesn't exist in this universe. The the allies don't exist because it's just like, oh, no one will help France except the resistance and this Irish race car driver who's going to lead the resistance to victory. Yes, no one eventually invaded all their beaches. No. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, basically World Boy, War all II, France's beaches are best known as battlefield. World, World War II <laughs> unfolded entirely in Paris mm. and was won by a single right. Ger- uh, Irish race car driver. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. Manny Hawkins went so loud when he won the war. 
I know. <laughs> Omaha is known as a vacation spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Normandy, my goodness, the sights. Yeah. <laughs> the sights of, well, a mass I took grave. my kids <laughs> summering to see the, the unexploded tank shells <laughs> that, that, that sank one. off the coast. <laughs> Actually, I, I, it's not that, that's barely here or there, but I love that every year somebody on the internet goes... Uh, on a photography expedition to those beach areas mm. and uncovers like finds find something like there's all remnants all over Europe yeah. of that war. If you really need an indication no, cra- of how bad it was, crazy to think mm. there's still bullets and shells just oh yeah there in the mm. dirt. Like hey look, this and, like you, you think of all the cheap crap we manufacture and like they <laughs> no no we're making this to save our lives and it, so yeah it's still if you didn't move it it's still there. Yeah <laughs> yeah sorry sorry tangent. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Saboteur. Saboteur. It's a great game. It's probably five bucks at your local game stop. You could probably buy buy all these for under $50, every game we're talking about. Yeah, at at least under $50. Number three. I know you know what this is, Chris. I think I do. I feel like I'm on a roll. I grabbed this. Uh... Is it flower? It is flower. Okay, okay, That's good, what good, I was going to guess. I almost had two in a row. Oh, man! <laughs> I, I really love flower. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's so good. First thing I'm going to buy if I get, when I get a PS4. Although I will say the the this top five is about games where success mm-hmm. changes the landscape. How can you not succeed in flower? What is the fail state in flower? Uh, the game goes into power save mode. <laughs> 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 because I, as I understand it, and I've played a little bit of it, you're just kind of flying around doing good yeah. for yeah. the world. You can't you can't really move forward. Well, there, there, are, there are two states, success and not success. Yeah. But there really isn't failure. Success and not playing. Yeah, success <laughs> and not success yet. Put yeah. it that way. Okay. So, okay. so, so flower, flower, you're playing as the wind, which is, is blowing a flower petal around. And you're, you're I actually never heard it described that way. Really? Yeah. Like I, I would have said, I would if I were introducing the segment, I would have said you play as a petal. But you're right. You do play you, as the wind. Yeah, you're you're directing the wind, mm-hmm. and it, you start as a single petal, and you mm-hmm. gather more petals as you go around, and you make you you open flowers to make them the bloom. Because like the petal doesn't spread the grass as you move through it; it's the wind. Yeah, but that everything is dead except mm-hmm. for these plants, which are like in the budding phase. But you blow past them, mm-hmm. the plants open up. Once you get a group of plants open, then uh, the the grass turns green, color just radiates out from that spot. Pretty music. It's so it's, pretty. It's really it is. It becomes, yeah. if, if you only play the first couple minutes, it becomes way clearer as you get later in the game where you are actually restoring buildings and, yeah. and, the, and the playgrounds. Late, late game is kind of yeah. scary. It is. Actually, really because dark. everything's really dark. It looks mm-hmm. like the apocalypse happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're actually at, at certain points of the game blasting through wreckage and... Mm-hmm. and Clearing paths for yourself. Yeah. It so was it, it destroying it industry. It's very anti-business. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a great game. Uh, I think it is. I have played it. It's cool. I think you did did just say it's I not did. a great game. But it, but I just I, said it now. Oh my god! I'm saying it became so important. Maybe more, a lot more important than it would have because it was sort of the console art game for yes. quite a while. That yes. like yes. where there was hey, where it's funny. Like, this is before Steam was doing art games every six seconds. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But it was like. Oh, well, what was it, that an everyday shooter and flow, yeah. which was that game company's previous game? That n- I don't think anybody played. Even more, I'm just so, going to make that bold claim right now. <laughs> well, what did flow sure start out as? It. Like it was a flash. Yeah, it was a game. flash. It game. was sort of their their entry into the industry of like 
of of doing these really relaxing and different games that don't have much of a fail state and are mm. are sort of interactive, no HUD, enjoyable uh, experiences. Mm. But it, yeah, it was sort of the like it was what every editorial about games are. Oh my god, uh, was about for yeah, a long yeah. time when Roger Ebert was still alive and we were trying to prove to him that games were actually <laughs> art and Flower was leading the charge because Jesus he was Christ. our dad and we needed him <laughs> to we like, needed his approval. Like I don't know why. And I, I just think of I, I was just flipping through his uh, your movie sucks this morning, and <laughs> really he has his review of Silent Hill is in there, mm-hmm. and he he at the end like he just dedicates the latter half of the review to talking about uh, how he went to this panel of researchers, and one of them said like. Well, when we gave five and six year old kids these games, like when they were learning the games, their brains lit up. But once they knew what they were doing, all brain activity shut down except for a single point of light. And he ends it by saying, like, that's why I didn't like this movie, because my brain was just too damn lit up. Fuck you, man. You didn't like it because it's a bad movie. It had nothing to do with games. It was just bad. Anyway, yeah. Ebert is still our dad. But that, <laughs> well, that that was always the frustrating thing that he'd review game movies and he'd be like, he'd he'd blame the terribleness on the games. Like, well, maybe if I played games, I'd understand. It's like, no, gamers hate this movie. But yeah. but don't don't blame this on it's us. It's about flower, yeah, but, but because yeah, flower. I want I want Roger Ebert to be known as a punk rock slash folk hero. Yes. He did recant all that and like says said yes. said I was wrong as as an an, old in a column saying, okay, kids, play on my lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said I was wrong, and like because he's always he been, admitted he was old guard throughout yeah. history. Mm-hmm. He's been the guy who fought for new entertainment and yes. new culture, and, and he, he made an insane movie. That yeah. <laughs> yes, it is one of the the best insane movies. I know Beyond, Beyond the, the Valley, Valley of the, the Dolls, Dolls. Yeah. fantastic. Anyway, Audrey, but man, oh, up, up the top, Roger gonna miss that chinless Batman villain. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. what? <laughs> that's horrible. That's a callback to our last Christmas special. Is it? Oh. Well, at the other podcast. Anyway, Flower, Flower, Flower's awesome. Flower is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's you're actually playing. It's it's supposed to be the dream of a flower. Mm-hmm. Like when you start taking place inside an apartment. Yeah, when you start the game, like it's it's a flower that's kind of closed, and you zoom inside the flower, and you're playing inside the flower's mind. But it, it sets up flowers a, don't a, have minds. A that's dreary exactly. and depressing life for the flower that he dreams uh-huh. of. He hates everything he or she. And mm-hmm. don't get polygon on me. What um, <laughs> she was about to? I, tell. I was. He or she hates everything about its existence and dreams of a life where it gets rid of brick mm-hmm. walls and fire escapes. Yeah. Exactly the kind Clears of thing away civilization. Absolutely. I think about when I have insomnia and I'm lying in bed. If flowers could dream, what would they dream about? Flowers. They would dream about that game. They would dream yeah. about controlling the way. Tyler woke up and said that we put him in rehab for <laughs> weed. <laughs> <laughs> what would they dream about? They'd probably dream about a very sexy of bee. all the things to put someone in rehab yeah, for. The first person. You're, 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 they're like, oh man, this bee is totally taking my pollen and it's going to pollinate another flower. Look, you're, you're, and then it's it just like started, having sex the, with that flower through the The flower bee. wakes up and its underwear is wet. <laughs> you're asking existential questions that you think are deep. And they're really not. Yeah. We're gonna need you to get help. This what? is an intervention because you keep. You know, bears could just tap dance. Like that's like, not. That is not insightful. Peace. <laughs> like it sounds insightful. Can you as imagine you say it? how well the people of different nations would get along if bears could tap dance? They'd just be dropping everything to watch the tap dancing bears, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We could fight wars with squirt guns. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh. 
Man, can God make a boulder too heavy for him to lift? Dude! What are you, six? Dude! You need help. <laughs> yes and yes. Does God have a God? <laughs> what? Sit away from the mic. Who does God worship? <laughs> what if God was one of us? Wait, is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> this has been pretending to be stone with the uh, cast of Vigi Game Apocalypse. Yeah, we should have a spe- I've always wanted to do on any show that we do of the 600 dozen a 420 show we should uh, it's like yeah we should uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I hate that cliche I think it's played out the high guy who's being philosophical mm-hmm. and yet I wrote I have an sat- entire article about that it's called what if Hitler smoked pot <laughs> and I wrote it completely sober but I say that I hate that cliche and yet I have sat with people who are smoking weed and doing that and going dude please stop this yeah. is you're, you sound so stupid right now and you because no you idea. think you think well, when we do that impression, we're doing an impression of us in high school high. Yeah. But it's the exact Not same I. for a 40-year-old scholar. It's the exact same. <laughs> yeah, man. I always wished I was Fred Astaire and I had a, a gun that shot clouds. Like, everybody... That's just everybody what I high. turn into at about midnight if I've eaten ice cream. That's, that's true. <laughs> she gets a sugar high. That's just mm-hmm. uh, brutal. It's the She's weirdest t- thing. She starts giggling uncontrollably. It is really like sugar is weed to, to mm. him. Sugar is weed. Man, what if sugar was weed? <laughs> what? Like, oh what? my god, we'd be flavoring cakes with weed. Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. oh man. Am I high right now? <laughs> I don't think this stuff's working, guys. <laughs> no, it's not making me deeper or more insightful. <laughs> Number two. Anybody want to guess? I'm gonna get I know this what one. it is. I'm okay. gonna get this one. Go for it. I'm not gonna get this the one. The one you sent a bulk text message about? Yep. Um, probably. <laughs> so Twilight for Prince. for the yes. sake of the listeners, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was gonna I was gonna give this as a hint. Midna. Everybody loves Midna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And her weird scrambled English phrases spoken by a Japanese actress. If I, if I may take a moment to grandstand on behalf of myself. I never wanted to live in a world where there was a Zelda game I didn't finish. Hmm. And Twilight Princess was the first. It, it was the first. And then our mutual friend, A.G. Glasser, mm-hmm. uh, guilted me into finishing it. I, and now, now um, Skyward Sword is the one I haven't finished. I can't uh, believe every, I didn't get this because I did finish this game. Every Zelda game wow. after that I didn't finish. Until... Link Between Worlds. I have finished Link Between Worlds. Also, you know what? Screw Midna. I didn't like Midna. What? Fuck you. I forget Midna. <laughs> Maybe I'm bitter because, like... Because your PC games don't have baby hints brought to you by uh, cis characters that walk around with you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of that for Nintendo, wasn't it? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't you know. You need Maybe. to go to the Fire Temple. Also, shouldn't you take a nap right about now? Maybe I'm bitter because, like... I didn't, because I played this and then, like, did some Wii bowling. Remember to take a break every 15 seconds. Yes. And then, like, and then sold my Wii to an intern whose name I don't remember. I and, still owe you 20 bucks for Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. <laughs> never, I never, oh, yeah. never, never came at you with that. I forgot. I sold, I, I sold off all my Wii games because I was like, I don't want this anymore. I played Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You know, it, it was funny because I was like, I, I don't remember this mechanic at all. Like... Mm-hmm. 
Wait, do, do Chris and Anne know? Tyler's not going to know because I he's a, such an inveterate PC gamer. I have memories of having to go into that other dimension where you're a wolf yeah. and then that's where you cleanse the land. So, yeah, yeah I, did, I did some research. I yes, the, the Twilight Realm has taken over a Hyrule. And whenever you are in the Twilight-infected parts of Hyrule, you are a wolf. Like, that's your yes. form yes. In, in the Twilight Realm. And it was adorable. And then you go around and... By killing wolf. shadow insects, which are often attached to bosses, you gather tears of light, and once you've filled up a container for the tears of light, then you can give it to the resident spirit of light, and the spirit of light will return the land to its former Hylian glory. Mm. Up until that happens, though, there are monsters everywhere. Everyone Aren't you there meet, ghosts. Yeah, everyone yeah. you meet shows up as a spirit, right. basically, That's and it, they're just like a, I, I, if I remember right, they're like a glowing point in the air, like sort of like a ghost. And you go up and you talk to them, and then you, they they sort of manifest as. Well, that was when you asked this. It was hard to think about because I do think of Zelda's a game that consistently transforms the landscape, mm-hmm. but it usually does in uh, games that aren't Twilight Princess as means of like bringing down barriers. Or alternate dimension areas of the same thing. You don't actually transform the land you're standing in. That's true. Um, so that, that yes, this does count as an entry. It was just hard for me to make that distinction in this Zelda game. All I remember is Link's famous line: "Yeah, yeah, ah! hop, hop, harop." Um, yeah, this was. I mean, this was kind of my last hurrah as a console gamer. Oh I stood out line. Wow. I stood out. At a midnight launch for the Wii. Um, Got in line, met the people in front of me, got to know them, bought a Wii, bought Twilight Princess, had breakfast with them, had some pancakes, went home after staying up all night and spent the next six hours playing Twilight Princess, crashed, slept, um, a month later sold the Wii. And uh, and then I was Only a PC a gamer. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's a little sad. <laughs> I mean, no, but really, yeah, like, and then Modern Warfare Four came out, and, and then, then rocked th- all that shit. Yeah, with 360 yeah, controllers. it's true. And then three months later, bought my mom a Wii mm-hmm. and Twilight Princess again because she wanted it. And, and uh, you're like, I could have saved so much money if I'd just given her my first Wii. Yeah, I'm glad I could. But and then and then realized like, hey, maybe. I don't need this, but I like my mom having one. I like going home and playing uh, Wii Bowling with her and that she's enjoying Twilight Princess. And mm-hmm. like, maybe not everything has to be for me. That was that realization for me. I, I that was, was the day you became a man. It's exactly. I will say in terms of the concept of this article, this is maybe questionable placement for mm-hmm. Twilight Princess because the last three games were mentioned were much prettier than this, but I also think this is a much better game than the last three we mentioned. Mm. So, yeah, there's that. True. I, I, it's interesting. I would like to see what. I, I'm glad that Wind Waker got the HD treatment yeah, for yeah, the Wii yeah. U, but I'd be very. I, I think I would be very interested. This and Skyward Sword to see yeah. what it looked like in this. HD. This and also like, oh, you can play it with a controller now. Mm-hmm. I do like that statistic. We're old now, and mm-hmm. people listening this. Uh, May not know this. It was the first game that defied canon and made Link right-handed right. in order to accommodate the Wii remote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this was a GameCube game. Retro. Mm-hmm. What, what's the opposite of retrofitted for Wii? Well, the the GameCube version was the lead platform. Unless unless I'm quite mistaken, well, it was originally the lead platform, mm-hmm. and it was delayed it was. for like a billion years. Mm-hmm. 
And like they kept saying, it's, it's going to come out. It's going to come out like three years later. Mm. I think probably a hundred kids died of cancer waiting for Very this true. game. Definitely happened. Yeah, um, and thousands it, maybe. Unless I'm wrong, like this is what Brett Elston, mm. our good friend and huge Zelda fan, told mm. me was that the GameCube version is actually a mirror image version of the Wii yep. version, and because Link is left-handed, mm-hmm. so th- everything in the world is flipped. That's what I wasn't sure about. If if they actually like flipped Link himself or flipped the world, I think they flipped both. Mm. Wow, that's what I that's what I heard. Anyway, I've <laughs> never actually played the GameCube version. But he is left-handed. He is left-handed in, yes, in that yes. version, and it now is one of the rarer Zelda games that. ever. Theory. Twilight Princess, yeah. it's great. <laughs> I hope they come out with an HD version for Wii U. I don't even know how to edit that. <laughs> we're, we're all laughing at something that was cut. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Big computer crash. Donate, baby. <laughs> I know what it is. Shut up, you. It's a game you should buy. Seriously. This day, that's my favorite noise in the world. You've all had multiple chances to buy this game. Why don't you buy this game? It's on PS3 and Wii and PS4, probably. You know no, what? it's that not was, on that PS2 was and Wii and PS3. Our message at Games Radio. We never said buy this game. That's we true. Said, we said play, play this game. Illegally. Which Just implied buying it. But. Play it. Just play it. It's so cheap. This is Okami. Yes. Oh, this is Okami. Mm-hmm. Play Okami. My you should play game. Okami. It's Play Okami is my favorite Games Radar tagline. Like, I wish it still was just Games Radar. Play Okami. It, it, it developed into a weird meme, and like we all championed it, and I championed it especially hard. Even though, honestly, you never played it. I have played it. I just haven't I played haven't. very much of it. Um, I haven't played it, and I still championed the idea that Play Okami. It like it's four such, times, it's guys, such a pretty and game. it's a really long game. But the, the HD version is astounding. It's so. Yeah, it's astounding. It, 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 I love, like Wind Waker, somebody made a stylistic choice that's going to look better mm-hmm. on every console generation no matter what. Yeah, that's I, like the only polygon <laughs> graphics that age well. Yes. And I it, know this will never happen, hmm. but this is one of those games where I think if it got brought to Vita, mm-hmm. I would probably just die of happiness. Uh, I would just die. Me too. Yeah, please don't die. Me too. She can just Sorry. die, Chris. I but would just <laughs> friggin'. I might actually kill myself because hmm. I don't think I could live in a world where I'm so happy. I hope there's a world where that's very. Wait, that's wave your magic Capcom wand and make it happen. I can't do Lord. that. Yeah, but your Mapcom wand. It'd be nice to have it there for sure. Yeah. But it's also one of those games I'm not sure is well suited for portable play. In my opinion, could be wrong. No. I do. I do. I rarely play my Vita like a portable machine. I do it in my bed, right next to my consoles and hardwired internet connections. Mm-hmm. So I, I shouldn't say it, say it like you that. You should release an iPad version. Stop it! Yes. you're asking for too much now. No. And it is it is a giant game. I really forgetting. Big. I have never like, finished. It. I remember Brett. What? Brett Elston bringing it has up like against. three endings. Yeah. Brett fucking loved it. He, like and, and Brett's a huge Zelda fan. It mm-hmm. plays a lot like a Zelda. Mm-hmm. But then he said, like, yeah, I got to the point where it was like, this is the logical ending. And then and they, like, find out, like, oh, no, there's a lot more left. Yeah. Like, fuck this. No. <laughs> That's where he stopped. He may have gone back and picked it up again. Right, we all went back and picked it up for the HD version is astounding. That was, I think that was one of the reasons why so many people didn't play yeah. the game is because it, it was... Kind of the last big PS2 I, game. I wish it could be on PS4 so I could buy it again on a console I don't feel bad about turning on right now. 
And I only feel bad about turning it on because it's like, I just bought new consoles. I should play them instead. Be that as it may, you're never starved for things to play if you have a PS3 and $14.99. That's true. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a great price for like 80 hours of some of the most memorable entertainment you'll ever get from any interactive product. Right? I, don't, I don't know that it's 80 hours. I, you, you can get 80 hours out of it if you want. You wanted. probably could, yes. Very, very the main, easily. The, the main, main story, I think, is like a 30-hour. Oh, is it? I th- I've put in more than 30 hours, and I'm nowhere near fit. I'm if nowhere near halfway through. just don't do any of the side stuff, I think you could get through it in like 30 hours. It's the great, main campaign. It's a great value, and I, I'm it's so good. Maybe it's I'll so mention so it in the gorgeous. next segment. I just revisited it for one weird reason, and it made me happy this week all over again. For those of you who've never, never played it, mm-hmm. and I know there are a lot of you out there, uh, Okami is a game where you run around as, as the the Japanese sun goddess who takes the form of a wolf, Amaterasu, Amaterasu, and who everybody Ami. just sees as a dog, mm-hmm. except for her little. Uh, sidekick Mm -hmm. who wields a paintbrush that you can control and you can use said paintbrush to draw structures Mm -hmm. onto the game world like Mm -hmm. bridges or create sunrises yeah or you can use it lines. for everything. Yeah, for sure. a lot you of can stuff. make bombs. You the, can make it rain, or you can make it windy. You can yeah. cut set down trees. On fire. The game looks like an old like ukiyo-e wood print mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. It, like it's awesome. And I again, I don't think I can see why a lot of people look at it as weird on PS2. Like I again, I was looking at it this week HD, and like this is just a gorgeous de- design decision. That it's yes, beautiful. I cannot believe they made this decision on a console that wouldn't be able to represent it very well. But uh, yeah, the PS3 version. But even at version. the time on the PS2, you're right. You're right. I'll, absolutely eh. gorgeous. So, oh. Anne, I, I want you to tell me exactly what it is we're hearing here. That is literally noise. restoration. That right, is the Guardian what, Sapling what restoration. Okay. So you have like that's the first power you get. It's the power to restore, and you find these withered, dying trees, and you swipe a circle around them, restoring them to their gorgeous pink, blossoming mm-hmm. beauty, and. It spreads across the land, and there's flowers, and it kills any toxins in the area, because as long as there are toxins in an area, you can't actually go into that area. Mm-hmm. So you have to find the tree, restore it, and then you head back to the main guardian sapling, which is where, the, I think her name is Sakura, mm-hmm. the guardian spirit, right. and she'll give you new stuff. But it's it's gorgeous. It's I think there are like twelve of them all around. Mm. It's a wonderful Zelda S game. Yeah, but like restoration is a, it's a, it's like a central part of gameplay. It's yeah. not just like it's not just a goal. It's mm-hmm. something you're doing constantly. Yeah, and you can use it in a ton of different ways. So you use it for this. You use it. You can actually use it in combat to get in you extra combat. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I mean, it's one of those things where it's your main weapon is life. Like. Hmm. And that's what's weird because the whole time you're given the like the first ability you're given is like the power slash to just cut through everything. No, I think that's actually your second ability. It's one of the first weapons you get, but mm-hmm. it you can do it any time, and it makes you feel terribly guilty the entire time. Unless you're given you're the ability using to restore life, web, but but, but immediately you're given the ability to ruin everything and cut down signs and tear up fences yeah. and cut grass. Mm-hmm. I think I only used and, it against and like just pots wreck and people's stuff. gardens, yes. and they get furious at you. Or slice up Mr. Orange's house. That's a pretty fun. Oh, game. that is fun. That's I also love the uh, the game where you have to run around and try and beat that little kid's dog. <laughs> at, uh, not like beat it up, no. but like beat it stealing radishes, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. 
If you ever saw Being that, that, we, we, that kid's mom at uh, Capcom Unity Videos, that's a YouTube channel, people. We made an Earth Day um, special that is just all the restoration sequences together <sighs> with the extended so version. Pretty. I still really love that video because you don't even see Amaterasu. It's just petals flying everywhere and water being restored to mm-hmm. grime. And yeah, that, that's the other thing about Amaterasu is mm-hmm. as she runs, flowers yeah. spring up behind yeah. her. And, it's and really the longer cool and faster she runs, the colors, they change colors. Mm-hmm. At first, it's just kind of grass sprouting up and then it's like pink flowers. And then the fastest she goes is like these autumn colored leaves and flowers springing mm-hmm. up. It's beautiful. I love it. Kind of reminded me of like, if you guys have seen Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. like the the wood spirit, the shishigami or whatever the hell it was called, like whenever it takes a step, like everything blooms around its foot and then dies. I think one of the only things I ever wrote for Games Radar was why Okami is the best game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Games Radar would run. Yes, <laughs> yes. They were doing that series for a while. Why Blank yeah, is the best game yes. ever made. And that I mean, for a while we were basically Okami Radar. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we I, sold I, the I shirts also... at, when we worked at Games Radar that said play Okami. On. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that, that was, and that was future management's idea. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys say this all the time. Yeah. You want to put on a t-shirt? Sure. Yeah, we do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And it also made its way into uh, one of my favorite articles that I wrote for Games Radar, which was Chairman Steve's House of Games Radar in jokes. Oh. <laughs> it's just like it was a cheater's guide to the jokes we made on There's Talk Radar and shit together. all the time. There's something what? Nothing. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, you, you go read that. But like, you should play Okami was one of the entries, and it's like, yeah, you know, this is really more about just repeating this and making it into a meme than it is into act- as actually encouraging and people to play Okami. A lot of us it. hadn't yeah, played it. <laughs> but we were all like, you should play Okami. Why well, haven't I, you played I, Okami? You're terrible for not playing Okami. I remember wanting to play it. And yeah, the time it came out, like I remember our boss let me borrow it right when I got a Wii U. So wh- Right wh- when you got a Wii U. Sorry. A Wii. Okay. A Wii. <laughs> Your timeline is off. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw everybody. Uh, <laughs> yes, right when Okami came out, I was 16 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, I got a Wii U and it, or Wii, and it just and they I think they had announced the Wii ver- a Wii version very quickly after the uh, PS2 mm-hmm. version came out, and it was like oh, I'm having fun, but I'll, I'll wait until I play the Wii version. Um, but the PS3 version, man, I cannot. It, even if if you got move and you're looking for something to do with it, it's there. Fourteen ninety nine PS3. For me, bonus points. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was wrong with the box art for uh, Okami on Wii? There was a watermark. Whose watermark? IGN's? Uh, Kotaku. Yes. IGN's, yeah. Yes, it was an IGN watermark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our art! Yes, your art that you pulled from IGN for some reason. Uh, wasn't there. He wasn't there. <laughs> wasn't there. I know, I'm just using the collective Things you. happen. And Gapcom's a smaller operation than everybody thinks it is. They're not a All bunch right. of like. Right. But, but the cool thing is that they don't want you to know is that once that happened, they offered extremely high-res PDF box art printouts mm-hmm. of replacement box art. I remember that. And that site is still up. And that Ooh. art is still there Ooh. and still accessible. And so it's, you have a new iPhone background. Cool. Exactly. I, I actually did. I made a, a ton of I, Okami iPhone. Mm-hmm. Of, I remember you doing that. It was actually mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's all it's all a bunch of like extremely high-res art optimized for iPhone. You just search that. Okami, Okami iOS wallpapers. You'll find that. Neat. For me... Okami, and and stop me if this doesn't make any sense, but Mm. Okami isn't the best game, but it is the best game. 
Like, it, for me, it's not the best game I've ever played, but, but it's, it's the your favorite best game. game I've ever played. There are times when I forget the game has combat because everything about it is like a pleasant memory. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. most of the combat can be avoided. You don't mm-hmm. have to fight that yeah. many people. Well, there but, are a few games I feel like that about where it's like, I know it's not the best game ever made. I would have it has flaws, but I, I certainly have yeah, like well, that, a critical take on it. But the it's one like thing with the combat that annoyed the me best was game for me in my heart. Hmm. Yeah, not it's not a, a ten comedy. out of ten in your heart. It's a ten out of yeah. ten. Kami and Earth Defense Force. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, uh, like Ico for me is like Ico, Ico, Ico. whatever. Not whatever. Not for Michael. It's a Japanese game. Come on, you're ruining. Pronounce it like a Japanese would. <laughs> with a, with the, the weird Scandinavian accent. Squishy Nihongo. There you go. Uh, See, I wasn't even trying for a Japanese accent. I just want to make that clear. It was just a generic weird accent. Anyway. But like Ego for me is is like clearly not the best game ever made. I can criticize it all the time. But like I played that game with my mom and like loved every moment of it. And it's really Mom issues with you in games, buddy. Yeah, I have weird mom issues. But Issues. It's hard Should for me I to... be weirded out by the fact that your mom's middle name is Anne? Yes. yes. Carry on. Please don't <laughs> well on this. <laughs> don't have enough show. I'm just saying I know what you mean. Uh, it's like yeah. the best game ever made. It's not the best game ever made, but it's my best game. I ever. have critical issues with it, but at the same time, it's almost impossible for me to describe how this game makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Because it does... It make you feel all the feels? It and I hate that, but yes, it makes me feel so much. Just the music and the way it looks the and the humor. way it's presented and the humor mm-hmm. and the characters. They're absolutely precious and, mm-hmm. and I will never, never not love this game. It's, it's absolutely my favorite. There are a ton of fun games out there. Very few unforgettable games. This mm-hmm. is unforgettable. Yes, and Okami wasn't exactly the biggest success when it came out. So it, I think when a lot I'm of I'm on us... my deathbed at 97, I'll be like, I remember <laughs> Okami. I, I, I bet you will remember. Go play Okami. That, that groan at the end was me shitting myself. You're very good at remembering details, but I bet, mm-hmm. bet you, a lot of that stuff will stick with you a lot longer. Than I, I remember, I want... for example, that the combat in Okami locked you into like mm-hmm. barriers, oh, yeah, and an that a- was my kind of problem. Now I'm imagining a black and white Amaterasu, and then just the word unforgettable comes on the screen, <laughs> and it's a perfume. Never it's forget. a perfume that smells like a wet dog. <laughs> yes. The reviews for the PS3 uh, H- Okami HD Amaterasu for PS3. Amaterasu would smell like sunshine, and you know it. Yeah. I wanted to try and smell like a dog that's been through the laundry. I wanted to try and play it up. <laughs> Last year, when Okami HD came out at the end of the year, it ended up being one of the highest rated games of the year. I reviewed it. You did. I did. What'd mm-hmm. you give it? I gave it a nine. Yeah. I gave it a nine and one of those little gold stars that we used to put on stuff <laughs> in Piton because I would I I because wanted to it give participated it a ten. Well, in class, I wanted to give it a ten, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't do that just because this is my favorite game. You gave it a great job. I gave it a great job. Mm-hmm. You say you I gave it, it a to the nine point nine five. No way, this kid jokes. No. Take a drink, everyone. Okami, yeah. Okami needs love. It's out there for you right now, and really people does. will never stop demanding you play it. That's, I will never awesome. stop demanding you play demand- it. I don't even care if you don't like it. Yeah. Just play it so that I can stop Just telling you to play it. Spend 80 hours of your life playing a game you may or may not enjoy. Seriously, Okami, yeah. play it. 
Anyway, I haven't. Yeah, play Okami. It's probably a nine point nine. It's like I don't even want to like say go play it because at this point it's like like you really need to see Citizen Kane or Casablanca. Mm-hmm. You know you need to do this. Yeah, it's yeah. just about when whenever you feel it's right for you, and I won't pressure you. But I'm just saying, PSN. I think it's an unspoken problem within my relationship that I haven't played Okami. I feel like I need to. I can see that being a real spirit barrier between you two. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't played it, and yet I know you did. (laughs) Right. All right. So that's that's our top five, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to actually talk about some of the new releases we teased at the beginning of the show. So stay tuned. One by one, we do our personal best. Game Apocalypse listeners, it's me, the raccoon who lives under Chris's porch, and I've got a bone to pick with you. See, week after week, I tell you that if there's something about the show you do or don't like, you should tell the host about it. But I need to make something clear right now. That does not include me, the adorable woodland creature who gives his time so generously every week just so you can have a bit that isn't some boring-ass human droning on and on about how you need to support the show. No, no, instead you get an adorable, fluffy mascot who has nothing but your best interests and his own horde of rat skulls in mind. Just appreciate what you have. I'm talking to you, of course, Baden James Martin and 510 Brother Panda. You think I'm not on the Twitters? I'm on the Twitters. You just don't know where I am. If you want to complain about things other than me, please go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or videogameapocalypse.com and comment on the articles or on the forums or whatever it is you people do with your clacky things on the internets. But, but more to the point, you should be subscribing on iTunes so that it looks like we're successful and leaving us five-star reviews and not mentioning the possum because he's, he's kind of a jerk and it just encourages him. And not only did he survive falling out the fourth-floor window last week, but he has been laid up in the hospital and he keeps calling me constantly. I don't even have a phone, and yet something in my warren is ringing. I think he buried something deep below, and I kind of smells like it has a hand attached. Ugh, that, guy, that guy's a fucking creep, all right? Don't, don't ask for him to come back. He'll probably do it on his own. No worry. Uh, you can buy stuff through the Amazon links that are always on lasertimepodcast.com, and the host will get a little cut of what you spend, and it might trickle down into some rap schools for me. You can tell a friend about the show. That's free. It requires spending no money. I get to keep my stuff if I tell the rabbit with half a face that lives down the street and the possum somehow befriended about the show. You can buy... Skull logo t-shirts. No, I'm over this. I'm strong. Be strong, raccoon. But you can buy them at store.lasertimepodcast.com and be a walking billboard for Vigigame Apocalypse or for Laser Time or for VG Empire or for any of the other shows around here. So that's pretty much my spiel. Sorry there wasn't anything funny this week. But back to the show and do not fucking complain about me again. I need this job, man. You have no idea. I need it so bad. Just just don't don't fuck with my livelihood, okay? All right? Do we understand each other? Okay, good. Please, go back out in the world and complain about something else. And welcome back. It's our second segment, so we're going to just jump right into... These are the new releases, they are releasing new releases. These are the new releases, everybody tearing them. Laugh gets me every time, man. That's the worst. Stop stop playing threes, it's on a new release. I can't, I can't. 
She it's is like playing. you're yodeling. Mm-hmm. So, couple couple big games this week that I've actually played and played quite a bit what? of. Yeah. Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 Neat. is finally out. The conclusion of the Castlevania Lords of Shadow series, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, reimagined by Spanish people. The duology? <laughs> the biology? I, it's, I guess it's sort of a trilogy if you want to mm. count Mirror of Fate. I will. Which I do, because I, I feel it's an important part of the story. Especially... When you get to the end, and there are certain things that Michael, are hard to understand if you haven't played Mirror of Fate. Are, are you okay? No. Uh, <laughs> although, Michael, who's Dracula? Who is Dracula? Dracula. Dracula is Gabriel Belmont. Gabriel Belmont. <laughs> we all know there are multiple Dracula's. And he's played by Robert Carlyle, who talks exactly like this. Begby. Begby. Mm hmm. Out from train spot and set in the deep south. Twenty eight weeks later. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's his more recent screen role. Really should be in more things. He's a great he should. Yeah, he he really is. I don't even want to make a joke of how old you were when Train Spotting came out. I've seen Train Spotting. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Oh, so you have seen it. Yeah, when I was in high school. He's the Wasn't uncontrollable four. So that no, it's ninety five. Ninety five. Mm-hmm. Okay, not quite twenty years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, wow. I hate to think stuff in the nineties is twenty years old. Stop. I know. Move I on. know. Well, like, I, I was finishing up my review of Final Fantasy VI for iOS and realized, like, oh, my God, it turns 20 years old this year. That's fucking horrible. Why is that? Well, why is that happening? I'm Hold only on. 28. Why so do I, I have to age? I don't get to, to feel like To some that. extent, they're not re- uh, releasing HD remasters of Kickle Cubicle, one of, my, one of our favorite games to pronounce. <laughs> uh, but only to pronounce. I've never actually played it. I love that game. I just remember it's saying, like, Nintendo Power. If, it's, if we're still talking about it 20 years later, yeah, we feel old, but that means we were right to love yeah. this. I, know, I can't it, it wait. Holds, it holds up beautifully. Final yeah. Fantasy VI does not Kickle Cubicle. I have played it. <laughs> still no. great. And the hover bobber Hover I'm excited. Bobber. <laughs> just it really needs like sweet. an Alistair Cook kind of guy to, to talk. That about. that took someone coming from the UK to Games Radar coming on the podcast to explain to us what yes. the hell hover bobber means. Uh-huh. Thank God he was there. That hover, week. by the way, is a lawnmower in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think hover bobber is. No, it, no, no, no. It's, a hover is a lawnmower. No, is it? It's, it's a it was bobbering me term. Oh. Hover bobber, and like, he was being bobber. <laughs> Yeah. God, none of the audience knows what the fuck Woo! we're talking about. It was a game. Anyway, yeah, I remember sorry. that episode. The game for the Hava, ZX Spectrum, Hava. probably. Yeah. Uh, new releases. New These releases. Castlevania. Cherish um, them. I, I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it like a 8, 8.5, something like that. But uh, it's a, a bit better than Castlevania Lords of Shadow 1. Uh, you get a big open world and even though they call it open world that's a little misleading and even though they insisted no this isn't a metroidvania this is totally a metroidvania it's uh basically like a system of interconnected tunnels and large chambers that become that are very confusing to navigate until like late in the game where you start to actually do some backtracking and realize like oh okay i kind of know where i am now um but yeah, it's, it's it's easy to get lost a lot of the time. But uh, very very pretty. You kind of spend most of your time. I mean, it's it picks up first off. I should say where the uh, the secret ending of Lords of Shadow left off. So Dracula in modern times, uh, and you're playing as him. Uh, you spend your time going back and forth between Castlevania City, 
which is actually called Castlevania City, but it's the city that sprang up around the ruins of Castlevania. And then you, you can transport yourself to Castlevania, which apparently exists in Dracula's mind? It's it's really kind of weird and nebulous, hmm. but uh, it's there's a redemptive arc to it. And uh, some really pain in the ass stealth sequences that don't need to be there, mm-hmm. but overall, it's it's a really fun, rewarding uh, God of War style game with freeform Metroid style exploration. So yeah, I, I loved it. I never finished the Xbox version that I have, mm-hmm. but I did pick up the Ultimate Edition of one for the, on a Steam sale. Okay. I- Sorry, I was going to ask the, if you the knew DLC what DLC explains why he's Dracula in the season. Is that in the Ultimate Edition, then? It should be. I would I imagine. Think it's, it's in the last piece of DLC. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Neat. I really did like that game. It was just came yeah. into being too busy. Yeah. Dracula. <clears throat> but I, I, I really did like Lords of Shadow 2. I recommend it. Um, if you, Especially if you like the first one. Even if you mm-hmm. didn't, this will probably have something for Still you that the you first enjoy. One. Well, I, I haven't finished the first one. What if I called it God of Belmont? But I know exactly how it ends. That's... <laughs> <laughs> God, Has anybody done that yet? I'm sure. Uh, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a nice mod. It, it's sure. I, I don't know. Still a good. It's still a good way to revamp that series. Belmont of War. Belmont of War. There we go. That's not even <laughs> entirely fair. It's a, It's but it's a really cool game. The the, the combat is very God of War, but the structure of the game is not. No. I'm more excited to hear about the other big title. The other big title, I'm which is Plants vs. Zombies Garden yes, Warfare, that's right? The one. Is that coming out? All this right, week? yes. Hmm. Apparently so. What were you just referencing when you said other? Because that was I was referencing our other show. Wow, <laughs> the third episode. Jesus, yeah. move on. <laughs> I just like, wanted. I wanted comes from a Saints Row Two trailer. From I wanted you to say ago. it. I wanted you to say that you were referencing something. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, yes, I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Haven't played it, but I have played Thief. Which, uh, <laughs> Which is also out this week. Very Stop exciting. Stop laughing, everybody. <laughs> Thief. Thief. Um, I will say it's a return to first person for Garrett, which mm-hmm. I know that uh, Deadly Shadows, which I loved and was the first. Some upset about the third person in that. Yeah, for me, that was the first Thief game that I really played substantially, so it didn't upset me. But uh, I, I do really like there's a certain elegance to the first person and the way that it's pulled off in the new Thief. Uh I, I'm several hours into it, and I'm still not entirely clear if it's a reboot or a sequel. Um, mm. I haven't heard I anything about the keepers it yet. Was a reboot. It's kind of being sold as a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah. A sequel. A reboot. A reboot. A mm-hmm. Because isn't Garrett younger? Uh, hard to tell, really. He still has his weird eye. Yeah, Is he but an he's, asshole? he's more attractive. He's a little bit of an asshole. Um, he should be a. Big bit but of an in, in the an in the early part of the game, uh, he has a female companion uh, thief named Aaron, who's who's much younger than him, who he treats like a kid, and and she this clearly pisses her off, and so she's continually trying to prove herself and are like they, kill people, and no, they don't have sex. I'm bothered by that with him. Yeah. And then she it. she disappears after the first chapter, and okay. part of the mystery of the game is what the hell happened to her, mm. because the the first chapter ends something. Catastrophic happened. Uh, Garrett is hit in the face with a piece of falling mortar, and then you you wake up in a cart, and things have changed significantly in the city. I love it when you're trying to piece together what happened, and you have to find them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you really need your car fixed. So. Well, I do. Uh-huh. 
That's game mechanics. The point. I don't know why you would. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I, I'm really, I really enjoy it. Like, it, it's reminding me of like certain things. I, I don't remember in the first two Thief games. Did your hands become visible when you were crouching and stealthy? Uh, I don't think so. I think those hand animations are new, but I could okay. be wrong. I could be. 100%. I'll get corrected on Twitter. I'm not going to say anything. It's, it's a surprisingly cool feature. No, they, just, they, I have seen, like a lot of it, I've seen live demos, like the hand animations are really cool. The way he peeks around stuff and you yeah. watch his hands. And I will say lockpicking on an Xbox One is rad because it has the, the impact triggers, you know, that each trigger has mm-hmm. its own mo- vibration yeah. motor. And so when you're picking the lock, it's it's pretty standard shit where mm-hmm. like you just turn the left stick around in circles until you find the sweet spot, then hit the trigger. But the 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 trigger itself starts vibrating, and it just it's a, just a really indescribably mm-hmm. neat feeling. I find it hilarious how many lock picking mechanics and mini games there are. Mm-hmm. Like of all things, I yeah. feel like like. I don't know. We could make a top five list of lockpicking mechanics. That's mechanics. not a bad idea. I might write that down. But, but I feel like, of all oh, things... but top five butts is no... Who said no to butts? No, number one Number <laughs> one would be the mechanic from Mafia 2 who teaches you how to lockpick. Great butt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lockpicking mechanic, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's it's a fairly mundane thing to do in reality. Like, you're pushing pins up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be pushing like... Pushing pins up, whatever, you know. It's not that big. Up it, your butt. Up your butt. It's yeah. boring. I don't know. I just... It's funny that so many games have, like, a team dedicated to making the yeah. lockpicking game. Yeah, they're usually the ones who port the 3DS version. <laughs> it's like... What if there was a dishwashing game in that many games? If I don't wash my dishes, someone will know I ate here. This game has really reinvented the dishwashing <laughs> minigame genre. It's lockpicking and hacking. Mm. Yeah. Those are the two like staple yeah. minigames for I think game. if we ever make a game, it's not, it's now going to have to include a dishwashing minigame. And it mm. makes me... Did, did the dishwasher Scrub. include a dishwashing Scrub. minigame? I don't know. Because it should have. But I mean, you, you got to get Tyler, them, make that happen. You got to get them shiny. And I feel like there was you don't want residue. Something no. to do with dishes and heavy rain. No, you just you had to set the dishes nicely down on the table. Mm-hmm. You weren't actually washing. Yeah. Them. Well, when I wash dishes, I smash them down and break them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you do that, your wife yells at you. Yes. Well, as she should. Oh, my Shut fake me. wife is going to yell at me for five seconds. That's terrifying. <laughs> Press X to divorce. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, mean. I'm leaving you for Jason. <laughs> leaving, leaving her for your eight-year-old son who dies. <laughs> hey, man. Same-sex marriage is slippery slope. <laughs> slippery slope. Who says you can't marry your dead son? <laughs> Not Adam Baldwin. Oh. Not from a uh, uh, company that's going to present us with the playable Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she's gay. I had no idea. <laughs> I love... I was going to say, I love that now I have a chance, but <laughs> I still don't Aww. have a chance. Don't rub it. No, nah, she'd go for you. Yeah? I think so. I think we'd be cute yeah. You're what the We're Joel must be small. so proud now that Ellie's out of the closet. You're what the lesbians <laughs> call a twink, Anne. <laughs> That's not so, a lesbian so term. So is she, it's not? but no, it's not. It's a, or a tink, like a Tinkerbell. <laughs> you wish you were Tinkerbell. Tinkle Barrel? Tink, what did I say? Tinkerbell. No, no, no. Mm. 
The only people I know who are obsessed with Tinkerbell are like Me? girls I knew in high school who are now meth addicts. So I really yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain redneck fan base to Tinker- yeah. Tinkerbell. <laughs> Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> See? We've See, been drinking. Easy. It's not easy. I haven't. It's not easy. Every single new releases. Yeah, yeah. Thief. Still talking about oh, Thief, yeah. actually. Thief. Um, I will say it's there is less scrounging and stealing than there was in, say, Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. Treasures tend to be so you don't obvious and glinting. No, no, no. You're, you're like just looking for genuine, valuable things. It's like, oh, here's a golden pair of scissors. I'll just put that in my pocket. Oh, here's here's a goblet. I'll put that in my pocket. Here's some coins. Ditto. And like, Deep pockets. Everybody has the same furniture, but you don't care because you know exactly how to search it every single time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Bioshock Infinite, the other day our man. Also, there's wall there. running and climbing. First person. What? A little bit of mirror's edgy there. Our managing editor asked for a quarter, and I pulled it out of my pocket and Booker threw it catch. at his face and yelled, Booker catch. <laughs> wow. I hope he caught it, otherwise that would be incredibly mean. Ow! He did not catch it. <laughs> I'm just imagining you, like, not even He's flipping it. He's got glasses, it's like, fine. Like, just an overhand baseball throw right at his face. I did, and so I'm sitting there, he doesn't catch it. It didn't hit him in the face, but I'm sitting there going, like, everyone's looking at him, I'm like... Yeah, that was a dick move, but it was a good joke, right? It was a good joke. It was a good joke. And for him, it's still it, funny. For him to not catch it and make that noise is like the cliche I feel like everybody thinks of every game's journalist. Yeah. Here, catch. No! <laughs> I looked like an ass, is what I'm saying. But uh, first-person wall running sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. You have, uh, you have a thing called the claw done. that, like... It's it's basically just the claw. It, it's like it's like a a nightstick with a She's nail through it, and uh, you, you just like use it to like uh, climb up to higher ledges. I don't know, like Strider. Oh, a little bit, sure. <laughs> yeah, like like his thing. Oh no, whatever that's called. <clears throat> so yeah, Thief's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reviewing it for OXM. Well, you played two hours. Let's wait. Let's wait. A minute. It's like three or four hours. Ah, come on. What are you thinking of giving it so far? I don't know. It, just, it just based feels, on the first three or I'm not, four I'm hours. not going to say, but it does feel really good. Um, and, it, and it follows the what structure. You, <laughs> Again, I can't really say if this is true for Thief 1 and 2, but mm-hmm. uh, Deadly Shadows had that thing where like, you have this central hub city and missions sort of branch out from that. Welcome to Hub City. Hub <laughs> City. I think it's just <laughs> called The City. The City. And, and it has been. Oh, with a tick takes place. Mm-hmm. That is Thief's setting, is the city. My, the city. Uh, this, yeah. Does he, have you talked to any ghosts? That's the main thing I remember from Thief. Not ghosts yet. I'm still waiting. There's like there's hints that something very creepy and supernatural is happening around the edges, but I haven't gotten to any. Because I remember yet. I did a preview of Thief really early, which is where <laughs> it wasn't hands-on. I just saw it, and I was like... And they showed some supernatural stuff, and I was like, this doesn't seem like Thief... And I had this really negative reaction where I was like, oh, man, they're just ruining another franchise. And then I went back and, like, dug through my memories of playing the original Thief and looked at some videos like, oh, yeah, he talked to ghosts and stuff. Like, I'm just being that jerk who's instantly reacting like, this isn't true to the original. Oh, wait, the original was really silly. Uh, it's too true to the original. Yeah. I mean, like, not, not in a bad way. Supernatural stuff is fine. I just... I fell into the trap that a lot of people who, you know, maybe comment on mm-hmm. things I write fall into where it's they think the original is always I don't know, in, in their mind in, in their nostalgia yeah. it's different than what it actually mm-hmm. is. No, I've like, I've go back and of play the original it. to know that by the second level you're fighting zombies. Yeah, it's like <laughs> go back and play it and then and then see how divergent this is from I what did, you I, remember. I read a couple of reviews on Strider and having played 
I made a Strider retrospective video, everybody. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. proud of it. Really fun. Uh, what wasn't fun was playing through a lot of the older Striders because they're old arcade uh. games that are meant to murder you. And I, it, I will say the Genesis one doesn't. Are they, the one that got ported to Genesis, the yeah. original arcade Strider, does yeah. not hold up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up that well, and, no. and just because it's an shake you by the ankles arcade game yeah. that lasts twenty minutes if you don't die every ten seconds. Yeah. It was it was fantastic in its day. It's, it's gorgeous. It, it but and everything that's even slightly important in that is obviously factored in the new one. Sort of like it's the first real acrobatic character. But there were a couple of reviewers I've surprised like. If you were just running around and slashing something with one sword move, come on. Come on. We're, wish, there's not really a place for that right now. I wish his scarf was longer. Uh, or that it wasn't it wasn't so uh, ghosty. No, I like the ghosty, actually. I kind of like longer. the ghosty thing, but I do wish it was longer. She has a thing for long scarves. She likes that one doctor. I do, I do love the long scarves. I do. The fourth doctor is my favorite. So. Uh, Dr. Spawn, I think his name was. I do love... It's, it's such a... I, I feel like such a <laughs> hack for saying I love... I love the new Strider, but I hadn't played it outside of... It's still kind of new for me adjusting to not being a games journal. Here, sit down, play this slice. It was more like, I need video footage. Turn on everything. Hmm. Give me all powers with no context. Give me information. Yeah, like, like let me fly around the level and get this perfect shot. And, like, I just... I wasn't playing it like it was meant to be played. And I finally got a chance to sit down and relax and do it. I'm like, I love this! This is... I haven't played a game like Shadow Complex in so long. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I forgot that that's um, what the new Strider is. Have you played Mark of the Ninja? No, I haven't. Oh goodness, you'd love it. Yeah, oh, I heard. I've, I've heard. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. Oh, I went all Canadian on you there. Oh my god. You oh. would love it, eh? Oh yeah. Oh, you'd love Mark of the Ninja. Oh yeah. Oh, that's another thing about Thief. Mm-hmm. Because it's made by a studio in Montreal, mm-hmm. everybody has a fucking Canadian accent, Tyler. <laughs> oh yeah. Eh? Wait, oh, yeah, if eh? it's made a, in Montreal, a is it? So they have Canadian accents it's, or French Canadian accents? It's Canadian accents. accents. It's that little tinge to it that you can pick up on where, like, the, the OU sound is... Montreal is sounds a, more like is a than French O. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I know. I know. But they probably hire but they're, no, it's, English-speaking it's just, yeah, Canadians. English-speaking Canadians. Yeah. Um, that's, that's normal, and, yeah, uh, Canadian players won't notice a thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how they, they won't. Talk. They won't notice it? They won't notice it. Notice it. I they won't notice it at all. Oh, ma'am. I've been having weird conversations with people who, to me, have accents, and I'm like, oh, your accent's so cool. And they're like, yours is too. I'm like, I don't have an accent. What are you talking about? American is neutral. America is we, well, my well, especially accent Anne. Is Anne is neutral. California neutral. And except for the, like, I took that stupid dialect quiz, and mm-hmm. for everybody else, it pinpointed where they were from, like, down to the city. But for me, it says, Detroit. oh, you're probably from either Atlanta or New yeah, Orleans. No. I'm like, what? Come on down. Is this because I say y'all? Should <laughs> stay a while. No, that's just how neutral your California accent is. And I have a pretty voice. neutral California accent, too, I you think. Do. But uh, every, every once in a while. Every new one, then, there's a little yeah. boot in there. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. from moved my here dad. when you were two. Yeah, but I grew up listening to my parents that's say true. a boot all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the standard American accent is... Uh, Supposedly, what oh. the British colonists sounded like, you know, three, four hundred years ago. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. they adopted that accent. Mm-hmm. So, Assassin's Creed Three is very <laughs> historically inaccurate in the way people talk. Absolutely, but there was a funny thing where I think my Canadian accent is so light it's barely noticeable. But I was working as a cashier once, and a guy said, just suddenly, just looked at me as I'm selling him tickets to a stupid thing he shouldn't be going to. Yeah. 
Fuck he's him. Winchester oh, mystery he's house. He's like, oh, you're oh, yeah. He's like, oh, pretty you're stupid. You're Canadian. I'm like, oh, how'd you know that? Well, I'm an FBI linguist and profiler, and I was like, "Glad you asked." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "So you just do that to everyone you fucking talk to, don't you?" You go, um, "You go, oh, you're from uh, South Texas, aren't you?" Like that's just a thing you a do. A little lonely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I mean, I'm glad that that's your skill in life. My wife left me, and my cat hates me. <laughs> so this is your what wife I do now. probably left you because you kept telling her the origin of every dialect. <laughs> Can we just watch CSI once without <laughs> trying the place? <laughs> but I will give him credit. He was right. And not only did he say I was Canadian, he was like, East Coast? Well, yeah. like I'm And not. then you threw up the side. East Side! Yeah, I did. <laughs> East Side! Mm-hmm. Uh, also out this week, <laughs> Tales of Symphonia <laughs> Chronicles. Hell yeah. Who's all up in the Tales series? Not me. Uh... It has a very dedicated following. I'm sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm <laughs> very not diplomatic of you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's I've always the wanted I've always someone w- else. Always wanted Somebody. to love those games. Um, mm. Don't we still have an Xbox with a with a no, faceplate? That's Eternal says, Sonata. Oh, Eternal Sonata. Which is wonderful. Sorry, my bad. I get these <clears throat> things confused. Uh, filed under games I stopped playing three sequels ago, oh Professor Layton and the Osron Legacy. Oh, come on. Mm, 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 oh, come on. Mm, mm. Uh, Professor Layton versus uh, Phoenix Wright comes out soon in Europe. Does it? In Europe. In Europe. Ah, <laughs> it's never coming <laughs> out over here. It's definitely coming out over here. No, just, we don't know when. No. No, no, no. Can't say I'm, when just yet. I know better than the guy who works at Capcom. It's not mm. coming out ever. It's Nintendo. I'll have a 3DS by then, mm. so I can't. You don't it. have it yet? By then, they'll no, be on the 4DS. It'll be I the game it, system that travels to my through parents' time. house. You're so both talking at the exact it. same time. Right. Sorry, you go first, Dan. Oh, I had to ship to my parents' house, so I. Oh. I'm supposed to play some Monster I know. I'll go grab it this weekend. This is just so desperate Thank to have him play Monster Hunter with him. Any are. one of you would like Monster Hunter if you I gave it. it a shot. Maybe. It's we'll so see. much better with friends. We'll see in like two days. If I'm not busy playing. Michael's wearing a shirt things. that crosses over Snoopy with Tortora. So yeah. I don't think that he would like anything. No. I don't actually like things. I'm trying to combine two songs. That's not how the song goes. That's how the Snoopy Come Home song goes. Or was I too fucking accurate for you? See, no, you you should have been like, Totoro, 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 Totoro. Yes, that's better, actually. (laughs) I'll acknowledge that. My neighbor is totally Totoro, Totoro. 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 Anyway. Is the real name of that song? Uh, I used to. Go kick yourself. What is it? Linus and Lucy. Oh. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, yes. Uh, Vince Garaldi Trio. I love ah. saying that. I feel very old-timey. The Vince Garaldi Trio. That's Vince right. It's Garaldi. one man as a trio. <laughs> <laughs> Playing three instruments at once. Is that actually that guy from the dark backwards? <laughs> what else came out? Those of you who saw that movie. Uh, Pac-Man Museum. Okay, great. I know What's nothing next? about it. <laughs> Come on. Uh... Magus for PS3. I'm just reading off the giant bomb. Really I, I, I really hope Pac-Man Museum is just like a pedestal with a dot and then a pedestal <laughs> with a Pac-Man. That's it. Probably yeah. a collection well, of a bunch of wonderful Pac-Man I'm sure it is. Oh, you need a ghost too. You're uh, right. This is your week, Chris. Resident pinky, Evil pinky, 4 Ultimate glad. HD Edition. Yeah. Finally uh, coming out for PC. Yeah. I, I, like, okay, I don't, I don't want to inflate you, Chris. Hmm. But this game was the most. That's like, what Google Images is for. Yes. Yes. No. This w- <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 
Look at that big belly on Chris. You know it's out there somewhere. No, it's not. Chris Um, Santista morbidly obese porn drawing. Oh, man. Now that I'm in charge of reviews, Mm -hmm. I, I... struggle sometimes to get someone to like I gotta find someone to review this game and like no one's gonna want to Mm -hmm. this was like one of the most contested like I'll do it I'll do it I'm like you guys are are editors you're really busy we should give this to a freelancer Mm -hmm. no no I wanna do it I wanna do Resident Evil 4 HD cause I I I wanna replay and then like well okay only one of you can review it I'm gonna replay it anyway Mm -hmm. so just just a heads up, people like Resident That's, Evil 4, if you didn't know. Uh, everybody here played Resident Evil 4? Yep. Yes. Of course. Uh, I do think it's one of the most, one of the best games of all time. I it, think it's it, one of the most timeless games of all time. It doesn't get talked about in that sense, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to find a person who goes, no, I didn't like that. Or yeah. even, We're gonna no, I didn't We're going to get a bunch of comments from that. people who don't like it. Well, if you don't, you don't, I, I understand someone, like, maybe not liking it now, and, but... The amount of things it pioneered and trailblazed, like yeah, you, you owe you Gears owe of the War? third person. Thank you, Resident Evil. You War. owe the third person shooter to to some degree to Resident the, Evil. The over the shoulder view is, is you won't totally believe me new. if I'm coming out as if I'm if I'm that's coming from a, a Capcom employee. I will back you up. The over the shoulder view was not done mm-hmm. and not uh, done very well. No, and and especially of, the yeah the over shoulder of uh, tighting mm-hmm. was not a thing that happened and now it happens in everything. Um, that among other things, and I do love the idea of a Resident Evil Four has been remastered in HD before, but I don't remember what the PC port looked like. Mm, and I do it wasn't know, good. And your old VP was I don't very know. vocal about how it wasn't good. Uh, but I know Five was like Five was like, like Five was fine. Five, yeah. they, five, it was made a point like let's see what. Like and not, and six and six is uh, optimized for PC. Yeah, and not this bad, is, not the best port ever, but mm-hmm. like totally fine. Like just works. It was good, and it's really cool to see an older game hyper optimized for yeah. PC and resolutions. I'm not even sure I can run it, uh, and that's I don't know. I'm playing a lot of the new systems, like uh, kind of. The new hallmark for me is not necessarily 1080p, 720p, but 60 frames a second consistently. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, feels like that's the next generation that of games. Butter. And, and seeing seeing it run like at an amazing People crisp, who tell me they can't tell the difference between 30 FPS and 60 FPS, I just... I can tell the difference. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like Mexican soap opera, basically. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's okay if they believe they can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm not going to question their perception of reality, but there is a huge difference between mm-hmm. 30 and yeah. 60. So the, the problem we... Like, not a problem, but like one of the silly things that we ran into, we wanted to showcase... No, here's why it looks better, and we can... Put a trailer up on Steam, and that's fine. Um, the pe- that's that's great. The people who care the most are going to see what the game looks like. Oh, and if you it comes out Friday, strangely, mm-hmm. so you, uh, if you pre-order it, yeah, it sounds like a European release. I, I don't I don't know what the deal is with that, but uh, nineteen ninety nine, and you, you pre-order, you get a big soundtrack and giant art book. Mm. It, you should buy this eventually anyway. But uh, Anne likes art books. Can you get me one of those? But you like art digital, books, baby. Digital in the post-console Ugh. world, it'll be the only way you can play Resident Evil 4. Um, <laughs> it, I do love having a game forever in my Steam library. Dude, it scares me how nice. many games aren't digitally available. I was actually mm-hmm. today going through PC Gamer's mm-hmm. like disc archive. Yeah. Through a bunch of jewel cases and going, 
I can't believe these are only available if you yeah. already have it or you buy it on eBay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so used to everything being yeah. available. Where's Riven to baby? download? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't Riven out there? Is it on it Steam? I kind of feel like it might be. Yeah. Um, it, but more. To, but you're never going to get celebrity poker with I Jonathan feel, Frakes. I feel stupid saying that RE4 um, HD. It's RE4 Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, HD Ultimate Edition. I right. feel silly saying. It's the one with Cody added. Right? Stop it. Uh, it. That it looks like a new game, but it, like it looks perfectly presentable as a game now running at that higher resolution and at that higher frame rate. The, the silly thing is that we wanted to showcase that very well, so we we we, we put up a, a video. This is maybe too boring. See, you already getting mm-hmm. bored. Uh, that Steam will run a trailer at sixty frames a second. You continue anyway. But YouTube doesn't <laughs> run it. YouTube can't do sixty frames huh. a second. YouTube does thirty. Yeah. 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 Like, o- like only Twitch can. If you want to watch a Twitch stream, and we're like, well, how do we show people that it looks cool and that like all the texture, like all these textures have been redone? Vimeo. I don't know. I, I tried Vimeo too, and I think they cut out their sixty frames a section option. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I don't mean to slander Vimeo, but I, ha- I had to use a free basic trial mm. account. Uh, so what? The dumb tech that I. I had a lot of fun with this week is I found um, interactive images. So if you go to CapcomUnity.com, I believe tomorrow, you will be able to see SD um, version and the hyper-optimized HD textures by interacting with the image and sliding over it. Okay. And because Okami did not, we did not have that tech when Okami HD came out, I throw in two Okami images. Nice. For free! Some PC free. Gamer Digital stuff you got going on there. Well, PC yeah. Gamer Digital. That's what I loved about PC Gamer Digital. To showcase exactly like why this matters. You, it's not a remake of Resident Evil 4, which mm-hmm. I don't... like. I think I'd like to see that someday, but I'd just sort of like to see it running very crisply right now as, mm-hmm. as I remember it. Sure. And that's what the game is. It's really nice with a bunch of redone textures. As the monks shuffle slowly at you going, go ahead, go ahead. That is totally there. That's totally there. Awesome. I, I watched I Elston watch take out a couple of those today. I, I loved the like being able to understand the Spanish phrases mm-hmm. in that. It's like... When they yell, detrás de ti, idiota! It's like, I'm behind you, idiot. Like, why are they warning me? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes place in Spain? Uh, or like I believe a, a, so. Because, well, they, they, the, the villagers speak Spanish with Castilian accents. But it, only spoken it, it, it in never Spain. specified that it's Spain. But Right. It, it was always it, just Europe. But it's like, this is clearly Spain. That's one of those... I don't, I don't know. I think that's one of the neat aspects all, of the all game. All the, the monsters are los ganados, uh, mm-hmm. el del lago. Uh, it's all in Spanish. And one of the things I love, if you want to play... It's not in Poland. They don't speak Spanish in Poland. If, if you want to play the game in you hyper... You ever been to Poland? No. <laughs> no will I ever be. Sorry, <laughs> Polish fans. If you want to play the game in the hyper-low resolution, do that. Or mm-hmm. hit the menu anytime and turn on the new textures. And I wish somebody would have been interested enough to ask me, but that's okay. What is the most interesting new texture? Oh, man. Wait till you see Ashley's sweater. <laughs> for some for oh, some man. reason, like I am fixated on, like I can't believe how much that looks like a sweater. Awesome, it, exactly. Not the best sell for a game. Yeah, but but it uh, it, it is in that article I'm putting up on Unity. So uh, check that out. Full little flurries of wool that are. Come, why are you rubbing your nipple when you say that? Because <laughs> it really excites him. <laughs> but not, I was I was demonstrating sweater it's technology. Okay, it's okay. We believe you. I don't know. It's like when you get to actually see games made, you take a, you don't take a lot of those things for granted anymore. When someone makes a really convincing texture, like it's clearly a polygon, 
Or you know it's a polygon, but it looks like a sweater. Well, you got to take care of your nipples. Boring right? everybody. We can move on. Yeah. Resident I just want to say, Friday. going back to PC. an earlier thing we talked about, I looked it up while you guys were talking about frame rates. Pac-Man Museum contain, is, ah. a, is a compilation that contains Pac-Man, Pac-Land, so you got the Pac-Man in the Pac-Land, like Pac-Mania, Thank you. Pac-Man so, Championship Edition, okay. and my personal most intriguing entry, Pac-Man Battle Royale. Was that the Game Boy one with the four-player? <laughs> Damn it, that didn't go right. <laughs> I got it. It worked on me. <laughs> Did you see that tweet Christian, uh, Christian sent out? Pac-Man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they redesigned the Battle Royale logo to look like the Hunger Games logo for the new packaging of Battle Royale. Did they? Yeah, what? it's like, it's kind of like confusion I'm, tactics. I'm both like, I get it, but... You did it first. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't emulate your emulator. I'm really shocked that like with the popularity of Hunger Games, we haven't seen like a re-release or a remake of Battle Royale. Like it's ripe for a U.S. Did remake we, now. Did we, did we, the the whole we reason that on our, our other podcast and like we watched a pristine new screening of it, and mm-hmm. the conception was for Battle Royale is that the movie was. Too violent and crazy to be released in America. Well, everybody was so terrified about school shootings mm-hmm. at the time that the idea of teenagers killing each other in a mm-hmm. movie was just like, oh, no, 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 we can't it have actu- that. That actually is not the case. That. It's it's because it did so well in Japan, the distributors were completely inflexible with how much money they wanted really? to screen this movie. Huh. And it still, to this day, is hyper expensive and hard Jesus. to convince the distributors to allow you to screen Battle Royale. I had to buy a copy from the fucking UK. Yeah. Sorry, fucking UK residents. But. <laughs> hey, that's where I got my Flight of the Navigator Blu-ray. Oh, Fair enough. Thank you. What else do, we have? do Blu-rays work in uh, region-free shit? Yep, yep. Oh, awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, news this week. Uh, big news about Irrational closing its doors, apparently so Ken Levine can work with a smaller team with more creative freedom? I wouldn't necessarily say it's because... He needs to work with a smaller team. It's because he wants to work with Well, it's now. really unclear Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird move. Yeah. Or whose idea this was, mm-hmm. or... Because, I mean... I hope it's But his. the press release uh, written by Levine was saying that, like, uh, working with a big team creates too many problems. Sure. We're going to trim back to 15 core people and uh, just try to create smaller, less expensive games. There's certainly a lot he can't say and it, it, it does sound like legitimately 2K is looking for jobs for all the people laid off which is a lot of people. Yeah, which is, that's good of them, but yeah. yeah, I think somebody pointed out that it's, this is sort of like, on the one hand I can look at it and say like, okay, I respect that having been part of a small close-knit group uh, of professionals, like you can come up with some really interesting stuff if you know the people you work with really yeah. well and you can relay yeah. messages quickly between each other. On the other hand, like some, somebody pointed out this is basically saying all these other people that help make Bioshock Infinite are hindrances to me. Like I, They are irrelevant to my success. Uh, I'm the only one whose voice really matters, just me and my core group. I don't think I didn't that's... take it like that. Yeah. But I, you can take it like that. You I, can, but I don't... I mean, a lot of development teams, <clears throat> they are kind of temporary. I mean, you mm-hmm. finish a game mm-hmm. and a lot of that team is let go. That's true. I mean, some of them, if you're making a sequel, are brought back, yeah. but... And you hire on more if you're having trouble. I mean, that's not the case in, in certain studios sure. that are, like, 
owned by other mm -hmm. like Internal I don't know teams. how it is, but uh, with Capcom, mm -hmm. but I know with Ubisoft, like Ubisoft Montreal is our is our steady team. Mm -hmm. Like those, we have those teams, and they stay there. But a lot of teams do this thing where they kind of cycle out. Yeah, where you need developers. help, you bring on more people. And Bioshock Infinite made a lot of money, but it was an incredibly expensive game yeah. to make. And this made financial sense. I, t I took it as someone... <laughs> I like to think I'm a creative person. And the idea of like, I got this idea. This is going to take 500 people in six years. That sounds, like, fuck it, we'll do it with 15 and sounds, 2. Well, what did the Minerva's Den people do from yeah, that's, Bioshock that's as well? Okay. They made Gone Home. But it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just the four of them making Minerva's Den. But yeah, they Sure, it, sure. But like they, they split off and made something completely original. And I don't know Ken Levine personally, but it seems like, do you not feel from what you know about the guy, he'd be more creatively satisfied making games like I Gone mean, I, Home? I, I don't know if this is... Uh, a bad thing or if we need to find someone to blame but ignoring all that mm -hmm. just being really optimistic I'm excited to see what Ken Levine does with yeah, a small man. team like I'm excited to see what he does with like you know going sort of like maybe something episodic mm -hmm. like Telltale or yeah. maybe well, I definitely don't think Bioshock is done mm -hmm. no 2K is going to handle that now yeah it's just I don't know if it's going to be we need Bioshock under... Infinite 2 <laughs> My I just first don't know if it's going to be Ken Levine's anymore. It won't be. But my first impression, which is probably flawed, was that 2K said, look, we want to make more Bioshock, but sorry, you're out. Uh, you took really long time on that last one and spent a lot of our money, so... It's a very cynical way to look at it. We're yeah, just going to do this now, and you can stick around if you do a small team. That's how I saw it, it, it at first. I don't think 2K did that, because no. he probably wouldn't still be with them if they mm. were bullying him. And it, it, he made it sound like it was his decision. He so may have said, I, like, that's fine. I want to stay. I would like to keep working with you guys, but I don't know if I want to work on Bioshock for the rest of my life. And yeah, they are I understand being, he's into film, too. So They are trying their best to, like, give people time. Like, I think they have a, at least a couple months to mm -hmm. try and find other stuff, which is more than most companies when yeah. they have mm -hmm. mass layoffs. That's true. Everyone so, knows Levine has a draft of Logan Tron. It's really weird. I I hope, I hope it's a creative decision from the team's part, because it seems weird to lay off the team behind one of the most. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss talked for words. About, talked about games. So. One of the most success. The team behind one of the most successful games, critically and financially, of last year. Oh, the guy who mm -hmm. wrote that game. Mm -hmm. uh, he's. Definitely got some big prospects ahead of him. Yeah, like there's well, writers get mm -hmm. to run around like a lot more than you yeah. say this uh, knowing something or just oh stop it. <laughs> I don't the know. most the most cynical thing I've seen said is that like I just can't imagine Levine is else. just a totally egotistical asshole who is a tyrant and terrible, which I don't think is true. No, no. I know people who know him ex incredibly well who say he's difficult to work with, but he's a really nice. I guy. really feel like, a like really it's a guy. like a Dan Harmon case. Mm -hmm. Sorry to talk about community, but yeah. like, a creative guy who's pretty intense and can, like, Be can suck, probably, because, like, Bioshock Infinite had a lot of editing, from what we understand, and mm -hmm. games don't usually get editing, because it's like... Last minute changes. Uh, we spent $2 million in man hours uh, making that section. You want to cut it from the game? Mm -hmm. like, that's ridiculous. But, like, a lot of stuff got cut from Infinite. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like he's got a creative vision and he's not compromising, mm-hmm. which is why Dan Harmon missed a season of Community because mm-hmm. they were like, we don't want to deal with your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to deal with you and your passion. And that doesn't make him a, a total like insane egotist and no. a bad person. It just makes him someone who's hard to work with. I struggle with that all the time. Like I want to do things and I don't. It's some. It's a lot harder to work collaboratively than it is to work on your own. And you think of a game as a collaboration between hundreds of people. Well, harder for you, maybe. I know I couldn't do this show on my own. <laughs> yeah, but we, and well, you, you've worked with me before. You know, like when, when we like, I can get a little hot headed, and I, I'm, you know, yeah, try don't no yeah. judging. I'm mm-hmm. trying. <laughs> we all we try and work on that, but like the idea of like having two hundred people with with a say. Yeah, and, and trying to trying to filter that out into the best possible product, it's it's got to be really weird. Mm-hmm. I read an editorial today. I think it was on IGN mm-hmm. that sort of did point out the sort of cult of the tour that we ascribe a lot of Bioshock mm-hmm. to Levine, when in fact it was hundreds of people mm-hmm. making yes. it. It was not him. And but when we go to talk about a game, it's often easy to pick out a creative force. To talk about as the creator quote of this game, but of course it was hundreds of people. It's the work. And I don't want. I don't want to deny that or not recognize that. But I still that. believe in the creative vision of one to a few people. I do as well. That is important. I think that you can have a two hundred person committee, and mm-hmm. you're not going to make anything very great. You mm-hmm. still need a driving force. And have you I ever believe argued he was against that. something you knew was right because you were tired of working on it. <laughs> so uh, multiply that by a couple dozen and you have potentially a game development team. Anyway, I'm I I don't know who to blame quote for this mm-hmm. or if there is blame or if there needs no, to be just, blame. But I think it was the last it was the last company people thought they would see disband. Yeah. And I wonder if I wonder if mid-sized system. game developers can exist anymore. I wonder if that's even a thing. I think yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you either need to be huge or you need to be tiny and trendy like, and be massive like Ubisoft, which can support a team in Montreal that stays put, um, or be small and really agile. Be like Telltale. Be yeah. like um, Double Fine. Even Telltale's not very small anymore. No, well, not like it used to be. But it was a little hole in the wall office yeah, in San Rafael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but it is very focused. You know, they mm-hmm. found a thing they do well, and they do that. And everybody does that. That is all they do. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything else, um, and they don't spend four years on a game. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they get a license and they pump out <clears throat> a game within the same year. Uh, no, pump out sounds yeah, derogatory. Yeah. They don't pump it out. They Take make out quality the games. No, they make I'd... quality games, but they just they don't dawdle and mm-hmm. and and spend a lot of time oh we gotta make this perfect we gotta do motion capture we gotta do this they just do it you know they do a good job and they, they try and fail too like they spent a lot of years failing um we all kind of thought that Telltale was going to go away because mm-hmm. we're like, yeah. Sam and Max is really good, but no one's playing this. Yeah, no it's one getting cares. really repetitive. The Back to the Future game is good. It's but not good. Eh. And then they found the, their The Jurassic stride. Park game was fucking awful Bad. by all, all accounts. What? Nah. <laughs> they got terrible reviews. They got you fucking to me. savaged. Me and uh, G- uh, Game Traders Greg, we had a silly, silly fun time with mm. that. But it's like they, they hit Walking Dead. They yeah. did a good job with it. Now they're doing The Wolf Among Us. They have the license for Game of Thrones. They and have a license for Borderlands. Yeah, it's which crazy. is crazy. So it's like suddenly they're this really successful company because they hit a stride, found what they do right, mm-hmm. 
and just do that now. And I feel like that's a direction for a lot of smaller developers. It, is it like helps minimize risk because, like, we better be really behind this concept if we're going to put five years mm-hmm. and hundreds of people behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know. Bunch of games is I work at a game company. I don't know how you make that kind of decision anymore. I'm not. I thought I was confident enough. As an armchair, uh, as an armchair developer, like we're gonna do it this way. This mm. is what every game needs, man. I'm terrified I mean, that someone's I mean, gonna ask me, like, what do we need to fix this game? I don't no, know. But imagine starting a new studio now, and your word to investors is, we're mm. not gonna release a product for five years, mm. but we need funding for five years to work mm-hmm. on this. Like Crazy. that, just it's, it's insane. Crazy. I understand why that's going away, but it's yeah. It's also I, I do also like the idea of the thing you get into with AAA games is. It's got to be perfect. We need super high scores. And then what I do love about Telltale games is have time to incorporate feedback in yeah. between releases. And, like, this, we didn't like this this much, and players didn't seem to like it either. So, hey, we can cut this out in this. Ah, that's super fun now. You don't have to make one big giant mistake. You can make a bunch of tiny mistakes. The, the, the myth of the perfect game is what I think a smaller studio and smaller games um, mm. helps dissipate. A perfect game for the time, the money, and the amount of content. Yeah. Double Fine's really doing it really well by releasing a lot of smaller games mm-hmm. and kind of iterating on their ideas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. Michael's rolling his eyes. No, I'm just looking from you to, to Chris slowly. Um, <laughs> other other news, there is another piece of news to talk about. News. Tony Hawk. What? Has said on his Zerius XM radio show. He always gets to reveal things. He's, they're working on another game. Nice. Is it? Yeah, Is I don't it nice? Like, when dude, was the last yeah. time you played a good Tony Hawk game? Um, you try and take away the experience, the feeling I got from, I'd say, the first 4.5 Tony Hawk games. Okay. I would murder you. That, I, those, no, those, I agree. I those agree. were fantastic. They were experience. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't been fantastic in a long don't, time. Don't throw American Wasteland in my face. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That, like, How about American Skateland? <laughs> I was... Looking through like an old CD case that I've had since high school today, mm-hmm. and there was a Tony Hawk Three in there, and I looked wow. at it and I felt like really good about owning it. You were it. in high school. That makes me feel old. Well, that's not necessarily when I owned that game. I can't remember when that came out. I was kicked out of high school. It's mm-hmm. just a CD case I've had for a long time that has like American McGee's Alice in it, mm-hmm. along <laughs> with like Mist. So American uh, McGee's which wasn't on CD, so and probably just a blank CD that. that says Moby on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but <laughs> uh, so I think that about does it. Well, that was the news. Yeah, unless there's anything else. These are the news releases. releases. They are releasing newsly. <laughs> uh, the year of Luigi is extended. Oh, is it? That? That's right. That's I right. Think it's going to go till almost my birthday. Wow. Day before my birthday. Man, You're it's have the to year of the horse. Why can't Luigi? I just have that? I like the idea of the year of the horse. Why can't I have that? Just imagine a giant tall Italian riding Man. atop that horse. I like the idea I of have the seen that. Or a giant Italian centaur. I like the idea <laughs> of a future where the Chinese calendar has actually mutated into Japanese game characters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I was born in the year of Luigi. Dude, so that means I'm kind of... You know, I'm 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 kind of passive, but uh, dude, in 500 years, someone will be saying that unironically. I know. Oh, that's so great. Being Thank born you. in the year of Yoshi means like 
you know, I give people a ride, but yeah. I can kind of handle my own. In 2,000 years, scholars will be debating on whether or not Luigi was based on a real person. Yeah, I was born in the year Luigi, and that's a true, true. Ah, yeah. That's my Cloud Atlas future accent. You know. <laughs> Thank you for the newspeak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's about, that about does it for news, so let's move on to our community segment. Um, if you remember last week, the question of the week was, what was the first or strongest crush you've ever had on a video game character? Oh How did I not... Why was I not on that episode? No. So you could be on this game. episode. That's true, not yet. <laughs> you uh, can answer now if you want. Uh, Mike Bithel is actually making a Robin Hood-based game. It's called Volume. Whoa. Yeah, so check so, it out. He so made Thomas first Was Alone. crush was Robin Hood from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for the NES? Yeah. Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner's Sprite Bud. My first... <laughs> Kevin Costner's Sprite Kevin Costner's Sprite Bud. My first video game crush. You guys answer some and I'll think about this. Uh, we already answered last week. I like the double well, dragon joke who gets punched I mean, in the guys, stomach. Yeah, that's it's right. definitely not Sly, because I, I wasn't into animals when that game... For, <laughs> but you going. are now. Yeah, there's well, clearly an incident now, that occurred. He's, he's super, super fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the uh, community members. So, sure. Triskitable, unsurprisingly, answered. Bam! Uh, he answered first on the forum, so he gets read first because he posted the question helpfully for everybody else. Uh, Ezio from no specific game that he's appeared in, but mostly that shirtless scene in Brotherhood. Mm. I got into console games when I was fairly young <laughs> and AC2 when I was only 13. Unsurprisingly... Wow, you are so very young. Unsurprisingly, the flirtatious, athletic, tragic vigilante... Pretty cute. Uh, voiced by Roger Craig Smith which is always a huge plus, mm. contributed to kickstarting my teenage <laughs> development. Nice. Also Bayonetta, because the whole short hair with glasses thing is also really awesome. I wish I had that, but the woman in costume, the Bayonetta costume at one E3 yelled at me, and I can I, I associate Bayonetta with nothing but embarrassment. It's so sad. Why did she so yell hot. at you? What do you do? I, she, you creep. You uh, she's weird. on seven foot tall heels, and I walked behind her. She's like, don't walk behind me. Never walk behind me. I'm like, what? It's like a horse. She's going to kick you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to read that one, uh, Slain Puddle, but it's from Persona 3. Because I don't know how to pronounce that character's name. Um, Captain Ryan, first pose, baby. Um... This would probably have to go to Bayonetta, a girl who wears... Did you already say that one? A girl who wears her her own hair as an outfit and rocks the sexy librarian glasses. I wouldn't mind her shushing me. Wow, that's a direct relation to what I just said. Wait a minute, is that a thing, though? (laughs) A closer up would be, bam, Jill Valentine. If her zombie-asking abilities didn't win you over, I'm sure some of her superb dialogue would. I agree. Who says Jill Valentine? Who wouldn't want uh, a bite of that Jill sandwich? (laughs) Who's that? Uh, that was Captain Jill Ryan. Oh, so same, same comment. It's a Jill uh, Pedo, Was that the same comment? No, I'm, I'm just saying, oh, so that was the same comment. Yes, uh, Pedo Bearclaw agrees polygonal hottie Jill Valentine. Mm. Uh-oh. But only polygonal Jill Valentine. Fuck that one from the remake. Yeah, the the pixel GB, GBC Gaiden <laughs> version. Uh, some random champ says, a Goomba. You could say, I oh. had the biggest crush on them. Uh, as in literally crushing them, hehe, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Hey, man, it doesn't mean friend in Italian. Cray Prices brings up a sort of funny instance of having a crush on a character you created, 
which <laughs> t- totally happened to me in Mass Effect, where it's like I created this shepherd. And I'm like, my shepherd is pretty good looking. Pretty my shepherd was. Super I'm pretty attractive. cool. Uh, but Crepe Crisis says my Saints Row Three character was so fabulous that it made me realize just how fun it can be to be pretty. I'm a boy. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? But you guys hey, can't see her. Hey, boys can be pretty. Yeah, you can be Thank a pretty, you. pretty boy. I have seen some pretty, pretty boys. But not a pretty it. man. But I appreciate it. We're talking about game characters. But you guys you don't have to be that silent. So I suppose she can't count. And then he goes on to talk about, I don't know, Yukiko Amagi from Persona 4 Golden. Yukiko, oh. yeah, I can y- see that. You guys probably know that. Yep. Because oh. uh, beauty man and does. brains are a deadly combination. Uh, but then, uh, is this Rise Kujikawa or Rize Kujikawa? Rize. Yeah. Rize. If it's uh, Japanese, just assume that all the vowels are hard sounds. She's a pop star. Well, I, I know how to pronounce Japanese. I don't know if they're using an English word there. Uh, uh, Rize ku- Kujikawa came along and was the lead singer for the band we hastily put together as a fundraiser for a hugely successful chain store in a small town in Japan. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, I've spent all my free time ignoring Yukiko and hanging out with Risette. So Risette is my video game crush. Third place, Elena Fisher. Hmm. I don't know who Elena Fisher is. Uh, from Uncharted. Like Sam uh, Fisher's yeah. wife? So those or... are like oh, all no. recent. Hmm. Uh, I'll read another one. Uh, Juice and Pancake says, Trip from Enslaved without hesitation. Oh, that game did some something redheads. weird to me. I feel all tingly and erect just thinking about it. Gross. <laughs> that got weird fast. Uh, as for a man crush, Garrus from Mass Effect oh. is a perfect being. He and you don't even right. be a man. You are right, though. I, I... He's a male version of his species. Are you mm-hmm. sure? Yeah. 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 They yeah. talk about Torian female. Or... I yeah. do. The Torium. Yeah. People assume that they're the same because they both have beards, but you know. <laughs> I'd kill everyone on my damn ship to save that dude, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I want Garrus to hold me. Mm-hmm. I yep. do. And his he big strong arms. Uh, I mean, in the game. He didn't because I was I was with Liara. I want to I want to read one real quick as long as we're on Mass Effect. Stabby Joe says, "Tally following Mass Effect two mostly for her personality." Well, you never see your face, so okay. Dialogue and the element of visual mystery. Michael, a, a face is the only thing that has to do yes, with personality? Yes. A mystery. No, I'm saying her personality had, is really all that's there because she doesn't have a face. Oh, okay. Uh, a mystery that's still there, personally, since I don't count Bioware's bad Photoshop cop-out we got in Mass Effect 3. Why am I the only one who walked away from Mass Effect with a giant crush on Miranda? Everybody seems to like hate me when I, I bring that She has up. a great ass. She has a phenomenal yeah. ass. Yeah. She is on Put my down top for butts. five. Oh, I, butts. As though she's not <laughs> number you. one. That's, she's genetically remake. engineered to have a perfect yes. butt. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't true. like her as a character, actually, but I love Scientists her Scientists use her butt to calibrate their instruments. On <laughs> I, I keep her on my team just like so I can stare at her backside. Mm. Hmm. It's a problem. All right. Uh, I, I need to go empty my erection. Soren7550 <laughs> says, and I totally disagree with this. Caden mm-hmm. Alenko. Caden! <laughs> oh, from the Mass Effect series for sure. I can't help it. Must be the voice and the pecs and his eyes and the hair bump and him working well with Rex. That's I would much dick. rather have sex with Rex, honestly. <laughs> sex with Rex. <laughs> would you, latest could you have in Lewis? Caden is the worst. <laughs> would you, could you with a Rex? I, I, I didn't even like Ashley. I'm feeling erect. Absolutely but, uh, killed Caden. Uh, I don't know. 
the only story I have... My dumb story with Mass Effect 1 is I had a bunch of game glitches, but did import my save into 2. I never met Caden. So many of Sucks. these. I never Sucks. met Caden, but like, when we were at PC Gamer, like someone sent me... Um, Oh, someone wants to do a Mass Effect interview with one of the voice actors. Like, yeah, cool, go for it. And then, like, a week later, so like, who is it? Caden? And, like, everybody stood up and flipped over tables. Fuck that! No one interviews Caden. <laughs> so <laughs> many of these are from Mass Effect. Uh, I, want, I want to read a couple from people we don't normally read, and uh, which aren't from Mass Effect. Uh, Dillman502 says, My first off the top of my head is Yumi from Ape Escape 3. <laughs> Seeing her climb a pole in a skirt and and spats just did something for my younger self. Yeah. All right. I a lot of people are don't think I started declaring that I had crushes on characters until I was in like high school. Mm. I have to agree with this one. Freak Monkey Nine says I had and still have a game crush on Elena from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yeah, might you do. She's she's the one from Kenya, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? No, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, also, one of the best animated characters in Street Fighter Three. I know she's from Third Strike. Ultra, right? I know she's from Third Strike, says Freak Monkey Nine. But I only really started playing as her in SF Cross T. I always found her bouncy energy and design to be very cute. And since this topic is perfect for cringeworthy and embarrassing answers, I'd also say that while it isn't a crush, I always thought Amy Rose's design was very cutesy. And knows I have a cringeworthy. Creepy Liara? fascination with Cammy from. Street oh, Fighter. Cammy, yeah, Cammy, yeah. Cammy mm-hmm. oh, too. Yeah, yeah. I have so many creepy, cringeworthy crushes on video game characters, but like mm-hmm. I said, they've all been developed in the past like eight to ten years. <laughs> eight, eight years, I guess. Uh, Tapian says, "I am going to go with Chun Li. Those thighs were amazing." Yeah, knocking you out with those Chinese thighs. Yeah, Cammy's better, but and, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Samson says, "Laguna Boar. I'd go gay for Laguna." <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII. No idea. Long-haired journalist. Okay. <laughs> a bus sort of. full of nuns says, Mine was a paramedic from Metal Gear Solid 3. I always had a geeky... Uh, I always had a thing for geeky brunettes, and her love for Godzilla films was the cherry on the top. I wanted to make her my waifu. <laughs> my waifu. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Raccoon Hall says Bill Clinton from NBA Jam. <laughs> because who could resist that man's charisma and dunking skill? An absolutely lethal combination. But seriously, Joanna Dark. <laughs> I want to change my answer to Michael Jackson from Fight Night Round 2. <laughs> because that outfit was awesome. King Hippo. Seriously. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> said nobody ever. <laughs> Somebody Wait, said, said all those artists who wind up putting the, the, the Beast characters on <laughs> Why Google is inflation search? brought up in every goddamn episode? It's only now, like Michael. the last three or four. <laughs> I, I take great pride it's, in it. It comes up every fucking time I do a Google image search for anything. <laughs> I forget why, but I my... could do a search, search for 1973 Soviet corn yields, and it would come up with <laughs> just fan art of them inflated gross, oh, grotesquely God. of corn. Yes. So Soviet corn. So I will buy realistic bear costumes. Okay. Uh, mention something from Animal Crossing with a link, uh, which I'm not going to follow right now. Uh, but mentions a friend who finished Star Fox Assault uh, and formed an unnatural attraction to Crystal the Cat. <laughs> he really liked Crystal the Cat. And then a little bit down here, BVT, Crystal from Star Fox Adventures. 
I swear to God, I'm not a furry. I, I, you no, know lots of people love Crystal. She's, she's the female Sly a Cooper. A small esoteric website you need to check out called DeviantArt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little known, little known, mm-hmm. but you know. You will, you will masturbate until you're thinner. Gross. Um, <laughs> there's a Tifa down here. It had to happen. Don't shake your head at me. Tifa, Tifa from Darth Ender X. Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII for me. And I don't even like the game very much. I consider it the first step in FF's long, slow, downward decline. But that Tifa... Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Creepy. I guess my first sort of crush mm-hmm. was on Grimm from the Splinter Cell series. But... but Mike Grimm. I was... No, 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 Grimm's daughter. No, no, no. Grimm's daughter. I think it's not so much because I had a crush, but because she was... Yeah, that's a lovely picture, Tyler. Mm-hmm. But because she was really intelligent and she stood up to Sam and she was a woman that I respected in games and I guess that translated into a crush because I definitely have a thing for her now. <laughs> I'm just remembering your Splinter Cell Conviction review that had him, <laughs> just an animated gif you made of Sam Fisher slapping the shit out of Grimm. Uh, do you, how much... Well, she... They did not in That's that why I feel like games. a dinosaur whenever I think about modern game journalism that my Splinter Cell review led with the woman getting hit joke. <laughs> 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 oh, but you know, if we can unacceptable, be, Chris. If we can be serious, if we can be real, I do have a crush on Mike Grimm. So yes. Oh, okay. I think we all do. As should we all? Yes. All right. Um, hey, shut up! This isn't Brett. Says hey. I can't remember my first gaming crush, but my strongest would have to be Juliet Starling from Lollipop Chainsaw. Sure, she's kind of a ditz, a little bit selfish, and I can't see a long-term relationship working out, but look at those abs. No, seriously, fucking look at those abs. Tits and ass are fine, but nothing drives me crazy like a woman who can show off a nice, tight stomach, nice. especially when paired with long legs. I, I like... P.S. Second place would be Etsy Auditory and the new Lara Croft. I like that he can find um, a subtle organic design like that to be attracted to. Yeah. Like, she is, uh, of all the things, subtle. Um, Can I read one real quick? I actually, because this is this is one I haven't seen before. Tranquil Bez twenty two says, "My video game crush is Shondi from the Saints Row series. As soon as I saw her for the first time in Saints Row two, I knew that this laid back stoner would be a standout character. Even her redesign in the third and fourth games still had me going insane. And I love that they brought both of them back for Saints Row four. Yeah, that, that's actually a major plot point is reconciling the two designs for Shondi and their different voice actresses. Uh, Sunny D or Sunny D says Whitney from Pokemon Gold and Silver, and his signature is Yes, I am a Brony. <laughs> uh, those six says Kasumi from Dead or Alive Two. She really rocked that ponytail and that ninja suit. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, indeed she did. I believe that on the last episode I cited a character from Bushido Blade, so I have no room to judge. Uh, Chris Antista smells like pizza what? says, Elena from Uncharted, because she seemed like a real down-to-earth grounded person, which you can't say for many game characters. She is also a journalist at the time. I was studying journalism with English at University Power. So we had things in common. She was also a strong independent character who could hold her own without Drake. Definitely not a damsel that needed saving. 
The character design wasn't over-sexual like most game characters, which again made her seem like a real person instead of a piece of eye candy. I know this isn't a uh, PC gamer forum, but I'm surprised no one said Alex. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone liked Alex. All right, so new question of the week. Uh, what's your favorite victory sound? What sound in a game makes you feel all the feels? Not as Anne specified. Not the achievement not sound effect. Not the achievement sound effect. So, Be creative. Uh, there, there are a bunch of them. One of my favorites is the... This is the sound from Super Metroid. Uh, yeah, it's it's so relaxing and mm-hmm. satisfying at the same time. The first sound you hear too, isn't it? Yeah, well, one of them. Yeah, when yeah. when you start, whenever you get a power up. No, no, but it's one of the first sounds you hear, and then you hear it very, very few times after that when Maybe? you do something substantial. Hmm. Maybe. I seem to think it was like every time I found like a missile upgrade. It wasn't the very first sound you hear when you start the game? That? Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. No, no. You're thinking of a different sound. Am I? Uh, but that's definitely the upgrade sound. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. And that sound feels good. Oh, God. It feels so good. Well, it's it's like there's that the feeling of accomplishment because you know what it signifies, but it's also very soothing. Like you feel safe. For a brief second, yeah. like I never just got something that, that will keep me alive. Um, mine, to that effect, I will never not love the Super Mario sixty four star get. Whenever you get a star, uh, do you call them jingles or fanfares? Fanfare. It could be either. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Zelda, the Zelda item fanfare never gets old, like mm-hmm. ever. Um, but the, I love. That the Mario music is just pleasantly playing. You grab that star no matter where it is. Bam! You're done. Level over. Uh, that and um, if I can get a little capcom I do love the end of Street Fighter. And if you mm-hmm. ever saw that video where we went to the Capcom Cafe and we ordered the Flaming Dalsam... Uh, Call. And I just, just, he's seeing what, I couldn't speak any Japanese, and this woman couldn't speak any English, but she came out and handed a flaming dolsum thing, and like, Yoga, hire, you win, perfect, and it's Uh, like, that noise, that noise is not really a jingle or a fanfare, but it was one of those, I have that sound. Do you? Yeah. It's still an abrupt end to the game, and I know I mention this game a lot, and I'm sorry, but if you played it, you wouldn't understand. Uh, Monster yeah, Hunter, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter. When, uh, Monster Hunter, the monsters have no health bars, so you don't know when the monster's going to die. Hmm. So eventually, someone gets that like last giant lick in, and bam, bum, 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 and then like a giant fanfare kicks in. So you and you never know when it's going to happen because you don't know when the monster's about to die. Uh, and when you actually hear that, it's like this huge sigh of relief, a tremendous feeling of accomplishment, and yeah, you never see it coming. Cool. Someone else? Oh, I... Well, we've already talked extensively about one of mine, and it what? is absolutely the Okami Guardian Sapling Restoration yeah. noise. Is that I, on the board, Michael? Uh, it just... Oh, yeah, it is. I've already talked about what it does to my heart. I still want to hear it. It just... Just makes me do little flippies inside. Aww. So wonderful. And and 
he really did make me feel like I had accomplished something. I was seeing the effect of my actions mm-hmm. on the world and hearing it, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. And yes, earlier I did, when we were off mic, mention another one. People are going right. to call me a company shill, but the eagle screech when you no. do a leap of faith no. is one of my favorite noises. Yes. I'll say that like, whenever something good happens to Anne in real life, she goes... <laughs> Scraw! <laughs> <It's true. laughs> so she makes the sound effect it's in true. in reality. It's my victory noise. Your defense, ah! it's, it's not even that hard to get that noise. It's not. You just have to jump off something tall. But it's one of the few consistencies in one of the most popular games of the it's last a noise generation. Everybody recognizes. And you've heard it in. There's, in the, the, I hate referencing the Christmas special that Laser Time did, but there's a moment where I tried no, to play. You, you fucking love it. Come on, every <laughs> single victory jingle from every game ever at once, Oof. and it's like I have to get the scraw in there, and scraw! I hope somebody hears it. It's it's in there with like the Donkey Kong level completion noise. <laughs> I considered it that important <laughs> to, to, in terms <laughs> of being scraw. <laughs> oh, I did want to say the the Final Fantasy. Uh, it's hard to 10 ignore that victory jing- or victory fanfare. That's why I, I called it. I get the feeling fanfare. there are going to be a lot of Final Fantasy fanfares in there. The only it's the, the hardest I've ever organically Sorry, made a robot like Michael laugh. Wow, there it is. It's actually seven. But ah, who cares? Even yeah. I know that one. The right, right one. It's, it's the same in every. It's game. in it's in like every game. But I like I never played seven that much. I played ten a lot. And I used the ten one in that went on that old episode of Talk Radar where I tried to make verbose movie scenes sound like stilted and broken Final Fantasy sequences, oh, and we did I the clerk's that. blowjob scene, and ended with the victory jingle from Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. You erupted in the most organic laughter I've ever heard, and it. I laugh all the so, damn time. It's so, but was it, it was like that you didn't see that coming, and it's it was just. I ha- we played the clip several times in best ofs, and it's just like that's the most satisfying thing. So it's like you did not see that shit coming, and mm-hmm. that's why it's funny. So what you're actually saying is that the best victory jingle ever has been me laughing. If you want to construe it <laughs> that way, the laughter of a child. If that's if that's the way you want to put it, child. I said a robot, <laughs> not a robot. <laughs> Marge no, I... became a robot. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is. Uh kind of lame it's but i want to open it up okay. to other sound effects uh i love the sound effect of getting armor in quake or quake 2 it's this like biting sound oh yeah, yeah. but it's like every time you hear that you're like "Ooh, i'm bolstered i have more armor and it it, it reminds me also of like just the max armor eating pill sound effect it's, yeah, it's you can hear him crunching them yeah it's just a weird like really I don't know that that crunching, the idea of like molars grinding, mm. and as you eat something, because like you eat, I don't know. We say like you eat pickups in games, like you're not really eating them, but you're kind of eating them, like the same way Pac-Man mm-hmm. eats dots, and that sound too. Waka, just waka, the, waka, waka, if it's an waka, ecosystem waka, waka. and their resources, you you're eat consuming them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But just the idea, I don't know, just that sound, and also like hit sounds in shooters, mm-hmm. like you know, in the in like Modern Warfare. Uh, when you hit someone mm. and your reticle changes uh, yes like, when you hear the hit as opposed to the miss mm-hmm. so satisfying to hear that hit and know like yes I'm hitting the guy I'm hitting yes. the guy he's gonna die a bullet <laughs> just went into flesh <laughs> but it's like it's not a great sound but it's such an important sound like mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel so good to hear the yeah. that you hit someone I so anyway I just want to open it up to any sound effect that like 
is satisfying. Makes you feel satisfied or successful. Hmm. Actually, which isn't a fanfare necessarily. I actually want to change mine because mine is this is my actual favorite one. It's been my ringtone several times, and it is super obscure. What is that? Wow, you almost it almost sounded like you won a race in Mario Kart, but then it mm-hmm. kept going. Well, what it is is uh, there's a, a game called Incredible Crisis, which is this, yes. this bizarre collection of very Japanesey mini games around a family having a very bizarre day. And the mother, Etsuko, gets uh, kidnapped by a bunch of bank robbers in wolf masks and forced to crack a safe by doing something in tune with music and when you finally do it that's the victory jingle and she does a little dance while it's playing wow but since i sent, mentioned uh, oh and the bank robbers are playing trumpets while this is going on so since i Makes mentioned sense. mario kart there are very oh. few fanfares in that that aren't yeah. satisfying even mm-hmm. if you haven't won just da 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 like yeah. that's exciting and then when you win it's what is the sound when you win shit uh, I might have that. Hold on a second. Yeah, I have it somewhere. But that that feels good. I prefer the Diddy Kong racing. Oh, you're in an airplane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like that? I love that. I liked it too. <laughs> right, here we go. That's good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's just uh, audio crack for me. Oh yeah. Oh, I also so like the HBO jingle. Can we hear that real quick? That two minute. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that one. Uh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll discuss it. Yeah, come in. <laughs> All right. So, what's what's your favorite uh, sound effect? What made what sound makes you feel all the feels? What satisfies you? Let us know either by going to vidjagameapocalypse.com, finding the article for episode fifty three, and commenting under there, or by going to lasertimepodcast.com uh, slash forums going to laser time show discussion and commenting there first person to post on this topic uh please post the question when you do and you'll get read first on next week's show so that's pretty much it for this week uh let's do a quick round of plugs like we always do you can follow the show on twitter at vg apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. somebody else cantista baby uh we got laser time this week as every week except for the previous week we missed the show due to technical difficulties. Uh, but that, um, seriously, play Strider. It's good for you. Yeah, uh, you'll like it. You'll like it a lot. Uh, it's the best Strider game ever. Don't mind saying that. Um, and Resident Evil 4. Than the NES version? Um, and 2? NES version? A case could be argued. Like, for years, that has been the bastard child. When we were kids, it didn't look like the arcade version. We weren't happy, and it's a way more playable game yeah, Nowadays. I wasn't happy until I played it, and then it's like, oh, this it's is so really good, good. Now. It's really good. It's and it's so Capcom-y with its non-linear. Mm-hmm. You pick where you go, and uh, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, Resident Evil Four uh, HD Ultimate Edition uh, hits PC on Friday, so you have plenty of time to pre-order and get your free digital art book and OST. Ooh, uh, oh, and check out the the. Uh, I have a. Greenshot comparison on CapcomUnity.com. I am Tyler underscore Wild on Twitter. I work at PC Gamer as executive editor. You can go to PCGamer.com. You can look at things I've done there. You can see Titanfall footage recorded in 1440p 
not going to get that on the Xbox One, Michael. Yeah. Uh, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, you're not. No. Uh, you can look at my live stream. I've done a lot of Titanfall coverage lately, is what I'm saying. Uh, so you can check that out and other stuff about PC games that are cool. And I'm Anne, and I'm at BDR and Lewis on Twitter. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, guys. It's almost one. I'm playing threes. Oh, and I've been playing a shit ton of threes lately, but... Yeah, it's a great game. Super addicting. My brain's totally dead. I don't even... Oh, uh, laser time. I've been... Listen to Laser Time. Yeah! I've been uh, doing some write-ups for South Park, which <gasps> I did get to play a bit of. I talked about... All the because once you start the game, the whole city is pretty much open to you. So I talked about Tom's all the characters you can meet in the. Fr- Actually, that is one of the few buildings that's locked when but, when the game starts. And you were telling me this. Be open. I don't know if you can say this, but it's the first time South Park has been. Yes, actually, out. this is the first time Matt and Trey have ever sat down and drawn up a map of the entire town. Like now you know where everybody's Jimbo's house is in real yeah Jimbo's wow. guns city walk it's right city next walk. to it's right mm. next to city walk actually <laughs> they're they're right next to each other but uh yeah this is the first time yeah. the entire city has been laid out you can find out where the kids houses are in relationship to each other the Springfield re- tire fire huh <laughs> sorry, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa no you're combining crossing nerd wires no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah excitement. Clapper. He's got a clapper. (laughs) That's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. The back of Ryan Talgenic's skull. Mm-hmm. You are. It's Actually, horrible. that's just your dick. It's just, it's just shaped like his head. <laughs> yeah. like, your dick is shaped Ryan like Ryan Talgenic isn't in that shot. My balls are shaped by, like his legs. It's yeah. really weird. <laughs> your, your penis really is weird. He keeps getting, he keeps so getting assigned horrible. reviews. Your penis is a one-to-one scale Ryan Talgenic. It's so horrible. That's, I mean, it's, it is large. <laughs> <laughs>